Hello, once again, and welcome to Dice Friends. My name is Jer. Uh, I will be your game master for the evening, and we are going to be running A Rasp of Sand. Now, I uh, came and ran this uh, a couple weeks ago to kind of fill a fill a dungeon mastering hole uh, that uh, in the schedule, and we had a lot of fun with it. So we figured we would we would come back and we would do it again, um, and see if we could get um, get any farther into it. Now, this is an interesting um, adventure. It's an adventure that has the distinction of borrowing a lot from roguelikes. Um, so roguelikes are a genre of video game where you always start from the beginning with a fresh new character, um, usually at first level, uh, and you carry very little over from previous attempts. Um, the game Dark Souls borrows a lot of roguelike elements. Um, it's not uh, strictly speaking a roguelike, but it, it borrows a lot from them, as does this game. So uh, this is, uh, you know, roguelikes were inspired by early Dungeons and Dragons. This game takes roguelikes and rolls them back into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's like an open sourced uh, uh, game experience uh, where they have, they have taken the <laughs> divergent video game branch and brought them into the tabletop game. So that's very exciting. Um, this is the book. Uh, sort of an Oroboros. Hmm. Ooh. Um, it's uh, it's a <laughs> um, it, so the the game is a zine. Um, it, it is created not entirely but largely by a single person named Dave Cox. Uh, you can find him as Dastardly Dave on uh, itch.io, I believe, and um, and it was created as part of Zine Quest, which was a Kickstarter. Um, drive to try and get a lot of these different uh, indie RPG zines made. Um, this is something that I am really taken with, uh, or have been really taken with recently, is the sort of rise in independent D&D-based uh, games uh, that are that borrow a lot from Dungeons and & Dragons and many in many cases early earlier versions of Dungeons and & Dragons and, um, and try and do interesting things with it. Um, and so I've been following a lot of these creators for uh, like a bit of time i've been sort of checking out the community um and it's there's there's some really neat stuff in there and so uh, a lot of the t there's a lot of independent creators who are putting out um who are putting out books essentially by themselves largely like made in microsoft word in a garage um and uh coming up with some really interesting and unique concepts and this one is especially cool i've been waiting i've been waiting for it for quite a long time since it was announced um because as, as I was saying, it's an adventure um, that is sort of a system, like it, it builds off the system Nave, which is itself another independent system. Um, but uh, it, it brings in a lot of uh, interesting ideas, uh, sort of character class-like advancement uh, with professions. Um, and then it, it has this idea that you have um, a dungeon that is pseudo-randomly generated. So every time you go through it, it's different. Um, and the dungeon master or game master creates the dungeon kind of as you go. Um, and uh, as you go through it, someone's going to die. Now, if you've played a lot of old school Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know that characters dying is just something that happens. Um, and what I like about this is it acknowledges it. it. It's a big feel bad, especially if you've, if you've sort of grown up with modern D&D, which certainly I did. Um, it, when your character dies for the first time, especially when you're like in the second session, so you had like one session to grow fond of them, and then session number two... <laughs> Boom, the axe comes down, character dead, and you're just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go home now. I, I, maybe I shouldn't have brought these chips. 
Um, <laughs> how dare you, Dungeon Master? Um, so I like that this acknowledges it, and it says, no, that's part of the game. So the idea is every time that one character dies, the entire group restarts. Um, and uh, you start the dungeon again, but it's different than the last time that you went through. There will be some similarities, so you can learn from the previous times that you went through, uh, but it will be it will be different. So when we played it before, uh, we played one session and it was fun, uh, but it was we were sort of running it with the idea that, okay, we're just kind of checking it out. We're going to see what the system is about and and maybe we'll have a death and we'll get to see how the restart mechanic works and, and whatnot. But because we're going to be playing this for, you know, a couple of weeks, uh, we could actually see a lot more of the dungeon. And I, I really am looking forward to that. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Now we have... Uh, unlike last time where we created characters live, you've already seen that. So uh, we have uh, for us three characters that are coming to this uh, pre, pre-made. So if you want to see what the character creation looks like in Rasp of Sand, you can check out the previous uh, the previous video, uh, which is available on YouTube. I'm sure people are linking it in the chat uh, as we speak. Uh, you can you can go and watch that, and uh, that will give you not only half half a half a Dice Friends episode of character creation, but also uh, everything that happened to the first two generations of characters. Now, because we're changing up the lineup a little bit, um, I've decided that we're actually just going to start a new run. Uh, we are going to assume that Kathleen's character um, from the pre from the previous run uh, died, and uh, that we are bringing that everyone went back to the island and uh and uh, a new generation has started i'll give a quick recap on how the story uh how the story is set up uh quite some time ago the um the uh queen of the depths the uh the the um the sea goddess of the setting um had uh was was very perturbed when a small group of humans came and took her crown, uh, which they had intended to use to make fresh water because they had stupidly built a village uh, away from any source of fresh water. Um, so they, they came into her temple. They stole her crown. She was not super crazy about that, but she was going to let it go until the humans... Uh, use the crown to completely destroy the surrounding ecosystem, flooding out forests and and doing all sorts of other terrible things. And so what she did in retribution was to flood most of the world. Um, and so the remaining the remains of humanity live on a tiny island uh, which used to be a mountaintop. And away on the horizon, you can see the temple, the Deep Queen's temple, and you still have this crown. And you know, that if you can get the crown back to the Deep Queen, uh, that, um, that 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 maybe, or you suspect that if you got it back to her, that maybe, uh, maybe there uh, there would be some forgiveness for the the sins of the past. I guess the other thing is that um, the only reason the entire world hasn't been flooded is that your your ancestors figured out that if they took someone to the temple and sacrifice them once every 20 years that uh the queen wouldn't quite flood up to the top of that last mountain that that uh you know you could you could keep going um and so for a long time that was that was the way that things worked uh every every 20 years someone got sacrificed and the queen didn't uh didn't uh flood the world but uh for your your grandparents i guess uh were part of the first generation where folks got a better idea just take the crown Try and go back, try and break back into the temple, go all the way to the bottom of it to uh, to to return the crown. And if someone dies, well, then the sacrifice has been made. 
for the year and uh, and you don't you don't need to worry about it everyone else can leave and then send a new group in 20 years later so uh, we're starting with the third generation here uh, we've had two previous generations um, and uh, they were unsuccessful in returning the crown uh, but some of their learnings and possessions have passed on to their children and grandchildren so we have two returning uh, returning players who are playing new characters um, and uh, let's let's introduce them uh, down on this side. Did I get it right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy, who, who are you bringing to the table today? Hi there. I'm bringing uh, Flank, daughter of Shank, slash foot. Um, she, and shall I list her stats? Is, is, that, yeah. is that a good idea? Okay. Well, uh, she... well, maybe, I don't know that you need to list the stats, but if you think that that would help in, in uh, describing the character, then go for it. Oh, sure. Well, do all the flavor stuff then. Um, yeah. she, uh, she is a third generation warrior, which means she just gets this cool martial arts ability, uh, which, which I want to, to do, which is uh, when you have advantage on attacks, you may stunt and attack on the same turn, which sounds Ooh. pretty cool, especially after Jer told me it's a bad idea to roll most of the time because you will likely die. And so <laughs> I will try to use that. But she, in appearance, she is ripped, bald. They've all been bald. It's a, it's a very consistent family trait through these last uh, uh, three generations. She's ripped, bald, simply dressed, blunt-faced, short, with a booming voice, which I don't want. I'll, this will be booming, so I don't irritate the people upstairs. For now, this will represent booming. <laughs> um, and she has a passion for cooking. Uh <laughs> And she is all decked out. She's got a cudgel, iron scale armor, a shield. I finally get a shield and a bow with eleven Whoa. arrows. This this lady is just prepared. <laughs> I can't wait to play. Nice. All right. So who that that's that's amazing. Uh, Flank is obviously going to uh, going to be. Uh, representing the party martially now i guess like as as the generations go like you're definitely better at fighting than you're like rank at rank amateur uh you know first generation warrior so mm -hmm. you know i maybe i was overstating the uh you know be, be very careful of combat and treat it as uh treat treat what happens outside and before combat as as important as what happens in combat but uh definitely definitely think along those lines um well, i still only school... have a strength of two so i i a yeah. bonus strength bonus of two that's not bad. That's not bad. Bonus of two is fine. I will fight things smaller than myself. It will yeah. be. It will be fine. <laughs> Who do we have uh, directly below me? Directly below you, you've got Ian Horner currently playing Walt Walt Crankor the Third. <laughs> Walt Walt Crankor the Third. He's physically athletic. He's uh, hirsutely curly. He is uh, round in the face. Uh, and his build is tiny, but his speech is booming because we've decided this is what booming is, not to <laughs> so as not to uh, disturb neighbors. Uh, and, and he has a real passion for craftsmanship. Ooh. Beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we're going to see some crafting pretty soon. And what and uh, Crankor is a third generation in a trade as well third generation magician so we have the sandblast of level one we have the arcanist the ability to uh, hopefully uh use a scroll more than once Ooh. and level three gives us scribe abilities which means i'm looking forward to a lot of uh, sitting and resting around the fire while i uh 
take part in Scrimshaw and carve a standard pearl into a spell pearl. Many magic pearls will be made. That's actually incredibly useful because, you know, having just the spell pearl you want when you need it is uh, Mm -hmm. pretty helpful. Um, (laughs) So down uh, on my other side, who should be over here, I did it. I did it again. Mm. Two, Two for two. Um, we have joining us, Matt, uh, Matt, you are new to this game, but, uh, you are also going to be playing a third, third, uh, generation character, third generation sacrifice. I am. Yes. Um, I forget what Kathleen's character's last name is, but my Think character's well. Quell. Think well. Quell. All right. I Th- am Rosa Think, Bell Think Quell. Well. Think, <laughs> Think well. Yeah. Think well. I am Rosa Bell Thinkwell. Beautiful. Oh, I did not good. mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. Um, I want my name. Yeah. And Rosa Bell is an academic. Uh, Rosa Bell is willowy, has an impish, pinched face, has rosy skin, a ponytail, some eccentric clothing. And is uh, righteous, rude, and mumbles. Nice. That's a good comment. I like. I like righteous mumbling. That's yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Rosa is also tiny. <laughs> so we just have a bunch of small people going out and questing. Oh, uh, her passion is athletics. She's not particularly good at it, but. She's going to carry around her harpoon and uh, poke and prod if she has to. Nice. Uh, She also has the ability to possibly learn languages that are encountered down in these depths. Not that we've we've found that that would be useful at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And has the ability Secret Seeker, which uh, allows her to spend an action and make a wisdom or intelligence save. Uh, she's wiser than she is intelligent. She, she's actually fairly dumb. Uh, but on success, uh, she can investigate a room without spending an exploration turn. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very neat. Um, okay, so something that I that I will mention as well, when you're all saying, like, my character's dumb or, or not strong or, or whatnot, keep in mind that, like, zero is the sort of, like, rank human average. I guess, I guess oh, in the okay. system it's one. One is the rank human average. So if you got a two in something, you're already, like, you know, better than most of the population by, like, okay. a pretty, pretty wide margin. Okay. Um, I mean, I rolled... I have an 11 in intelligence, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's about human average. Yeah. Um, not all academics have to be incredibly smart. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of righteous mumbling and I'm like, that is the very definition of what I've been doing whenever I go downtown. I'm like, other people are wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I was thinking of some professors I've actually encountered. (laughs) Did they also carry around harpoons? Only the only the best ones. Yeah. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah, we've uh, your group has set off again from the island. It is always a uh, both a sad and happy occasion when a new group of tributes heirs, technically you're called heirs in the rule book, um, sets off toward the Deep Queen's Temple. Um, you uh, you you row for a while. You sail for a while. Um, you you bail for a while. You do all the other things that uh, that you would expect to happen. Um, what's a bad and Andy? What's a bad thing that happens uh, while rowing a boat? Happens? Well, on, on, or... you're going to uh, oh. to an island that is about as far as the horizon. Oh, um, flank what, what's a, what's a... flank had to poop uh, real bad. She had some bad seafood and got got the runs halfway across in the boat, and it was very embarrassing. She had to stick her posterior out over the side. Okay, Matt, good... can you make that can you make that worse, please? Can you can you worsen the situation? Uh I mean, do you, does Rosabelle have an issue or does Flank have more of an issue? I think it's the party the party has an issue. So okay. we, we've found out the, the this is the origin of it. What what is the um what is stage two? Okay. Rosabelle didn't appreciate that, but also didn't appreciate being on the ocean. Mm -hmm. So the um other side for Rosabelle is voiding itself on the other side of the ship. <laughs> okay, so we've just got like massive, massive, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Ian, your job here is to to make worse or make sorry, not make it worse. Uh, what what resolves oh, the situation uh, as you are on your way to? <laughs> yeah, me all ready to make it worse. Uh, no, well, uh, let's take it and turn it a bit here. Uh, Turns out that a that whale sneeze, whale sneeze happened, uh, mm -hmm. coating everyone in the whale sneeze, which thankfully was been washed off by a large wave cascading over the top of the boat. Mm. <laughs> so the whale sneeze grabbed a, a hold of all of the the unpleasant uh, vomit from the front side of Rosabelle and any errant uh, uh, effluent from the back side, uh, <laughs> contained it nicely within the mucus, and then it was washed away. That's a really good whale. That's a it's a nice that's a it's a good whale. Yeah, it's, it's always good when you get friends to sneeze on you. Right. Well, after after sneeze your, on uh, me when you're not strong. And... Uh, after your uh, eventful trip uh, across the island, uh, you find yourself at the entrance to the Deep Queen's Temple, and uh, and down you go. Uh, the temple uh, start you uh, you descend a a long staircase. Um, and you find yourself in the same room that your ancestors found themselves in. Um, and after, so after a couple of flights of stairs, you come down to this large circular room. Um, there's light able to sort of percolate through the ceiling. So light comes, because this whole dungeon is essentially under the water, um, the light is able to, to come down and somehow go through the water and then through the seafloor and then down into the dungeon below. So you get that sort of wonderful, wavy, watery light everywhere that you go. Um, the, uh, so you can see that um, the, the room that you start in has four exits, one of which you have, is the stairs that you've just come down. So three others, one directly ahead of you, one to your left, one to your right. Um, and all around... Um, are these little channels uh, that water runs through. Uh, 
all through the through the dungeon. So uh, some of them are are very small. Some of them are a little bit bigger. They uh, they are in all the walls. They're in the they're in the ceilings. They're in the floors. And water sort of runs through them. Now most of the time, the water stays in the channels. Um, it's they're you know like one centimeter across on the floor. You step on them, and there's water running beneath you. You can hear it all the time. It's always it's always moving. It's always affecting the light. Um, but in general, it's not, um, it, it hasn't, uh, it, it's, it's not something that's actually getting you wet all the time. So unless I tell you like you're knee deep in water in this room or, or whatnot, um, there's water always around, but there, it, you are not kind of in it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So th as you can, you see that around the base of the staircase, there's, um, there's circular, circular bubble-like patterns. Um, and they kind of glow dimly as you walk over them. Um, and you see that actually this is, this is generally true as you walk through the dungeon, um, at least this part of it, um, everywhere that you step, there's sort of a soft glow, which might be reflections from the, from the light above reflecting through and throughout the water, or it might be, um, it might just be some sort of magical effect associated with the temple itself. Mm -hmm. I want to apologize again for the incident on the boat. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 nothing to apologize for. We're all clean now. We're all we're all smelling fresh and well, as fresh as one can from a walk like that. But uh, uh, boy, we where do we go? Does anyone Shut. remember anyone telling us where directions? This is a good question from uh, the accounts of Rosabelle's grandmother and my father. This, it doesn't really matter where we go because the rooms keep changing. Uh, yeah, so we a, may as well just go forward, right? Okay. Uh, there's another programming note uh, that I should mention uh, for those who did not tune in last time and for Matt, who was not here last time, you literally remember things that your ancestors saw, did, um, they don't, you don't remember it in absolute detail. It's more just sort of like fleeting glimpses and, and whatnot, but because, um, any creature that dies, um, basically sand pours out of it, which is like sort of like little orbs of glass pours out of it. You can ingest that. And if you do, you take on the memories and sometimes physical characteristics of that creature. Um, so Presumably, what's happening with these heirs is you are actually ingesting the sand from all the previous generations, uh, and so you're remembering things from all the previous generations. This is uh, a really cute way of allowing metagame knowledge uh, to go from one run to the other. Um, but um, you can absolutely eat the sand of other creatures in the dungeon, and please do let me know if you do that. Um, the uh, uh, you're in if you're not eating it immediately i'm kind of assuming that it gets mixed in with other sand you might be carrying um and that after that it's it's more or less inert in that regard um but uh but yeah you get that's that's an option that you have so right. straight ahead well <laughs> yeah full steam ahead yep let's do it sounds right. good so the, the room, you, you go through the, there's sort of a tunnel, uh, passageway, hallway, uh, that you go through for a little while. And, and it opens into a room that is itself 
quite open, quite open and airy. In fact, the way that this, the sort of semi-transparent walls and the in incredible amount of light coming in through the ceiling, um, it's, it is actually, um, it gives the impression of being sort of like open in open water, like scuba diving or, or something, something to that effect. Um, I mentioned the little channels um, sort of running out of the walls and the ceilings and the floor in places. Uh, in this room, uh, there are quite a few of those and there are, um, they, they're all sort of arrayed around the room, which is roughly speaking circular. Uh, there's uh, four exits, including the one that you came in. So you could go, you could go left, right, or straight ahead from, uh, from this room. Um, and there's three of these fish-like people. They're kind of squat and slimy looking. They have bulbous eyes. Um, and there's three of them against one wall um, and they're standing on each other's shoulders. So there's like one and then there's another one on top of it and another one on top of that. And um, they they have spears, uh, but the spears are kind of like scattered. One of them's leaning against a wall. Looks like the other two might have been and then like fell over or something. Um, and uh, And they're like... The, the top one is reaching into one of these channels um, and uh, and they they're sort of like talking to each other they haven't noticed you yet as you walk through the door but um, but yes um, and top one is like fishing around inside this roughly like arm sized like not not incredibly large channel but it looks like it's trying to get something out of there I I say we we sneak up and take their spears. What say you? Roosevelt? I mean if you want me to, I can probably do it. Absolutely then. Okay, take All my right. harpoon. <laughs> I'll I'll take it. I'll take the harpoon. That's a good point. Okay. I've got my own harpoon to take care of. So Rosabelle, you're gonna you're gonna sneak up on these on these fish people uh, and try and take the take the um, take take the spears. I like this idea. I think that they're pretty distracted at this point too. They're not really uh, checking where you're at. What are the other two of you gonna do? Um, we should hide. So we we should hide somewhere. Good idea. Yes, it's a big open room. Lot... <laughs> yeah, not a lot of cover in this room. Mm. Um, we could, we could, um, oh, we could do the opposite. We could make ourselves look very imposing. We could, as short and small as we are, we could like, like you do when you get up on a grizzly bear. We could just make ourselves look very big. Okay. I could get up on your back and then we could, uh, yeah. Yes. Let's do yes. what they're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get up on my shoulders. <laughs> Please get up. Give me to one of those channels, and I'll, I'll jam it with the, my harpoon. <laughs> okay. Um, so, all right, Rosabelle, yeah. uh, why do, why don't you uh, make a a sneaking roll? Uh, so, so make me a dexterity roll um, with advantage. Ooh. Good, because the first one was a one. <laughs> these fish are pretty uh, are pretty distracted right now. Okay. So with advantage, the good roll is a seven. Mm -hmm. I have a bonus of five. Okay. Uh, so you have a bonus of five. Yep. This is my good stat. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. So 12. 
Um, okay, well, you're so you sneak over to the fish and you are just at the point of like reaching down to pick up one of the spears when the um the top one turns around and goes um and the ones below it are like a little bit shocked by this so they sort of like teeter a little bit um and uh but they they can't hold the top one because they they're so precariously balanced and their their bodies are kind of slippery too they're they're kind of like kind of slimy things yeah. um and so they they do this whole like and then like slip and fall um like something out of a Buster Keaton movie but but like a little bit more painful than than Buster Keaton would have experienced in and of himself um and uh flexible bones yeah well they i mean they are they are fish so uh you know they they do a good job of that um so they in some sort of very comic fashion slither down each other and uh and end up in a heap on the ground um just as the two of you sorry who's on top who's climbing on top of who i'm a little bigger i so. am the top one okay Tiny so crankcourt can can you make me a uh uh choose strength or dexterity and make me a save of that uh, oh. to uh, to try and and uh, like pull this off in some sort of graceful manner. Uh, that's a big no. Uh, okay, so three on the die. <laughs> okay, so that's that's fine. You you like you start you sort of climb up and and you two are kind of tottering and looking really awkward, like and, and not quite able to get balance. And maybe you're like going against the wall and then like being like, no 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 it's okay. And then like you move away from the wall. but then no it's really not okay and you t you teeter and <laughs> and whatnot. So you're doing something something pretty funny by the time Rosabelle turns around, um, but not really super effective and not intimidating in the way that you'd kind hoped it would be uh and meanwhile the fish on the other side of the room have, have fallen into a heap um but they're obviously like uh they're gonna scramble around and try and right themselves and grab their spears but uh if you want to do something before that uh we can we can take that on too i want to say that rosabelle upon getting discovered and seeing them kind of comedically slump in a pile pantomimes doing the same just very dramatically like oh i've slipped and fallen and now i'm on my back too just to like try and diffuse the whole situation okay um <laughs> okay this is that that is a thing that you can do um they uh why don't we roll initiative to see who is gonna act next <laughs> okay um, so the way that it works in the system is we're going to roll, you guys are going to roll a d6, and if you roll a 4, 5, or a 6, you get to go first. Otherwise, the the other party gets to go first. So is it just one of us that rolls that? Uh, just one of you rolls that. Okay. Uh, I can right now. I'll do that. Go for it. it. Actually, you're the most. Yeah, I should. I should take initiative myself and tell you that you know you are the one in in the most direct contact with the uh, quote unquote adversaries. We don't yeah, know that they're yeah. adversaries. Uh, so you can go ahead and roll initiative. I rolled a four. Okay, so you can act first. So all of you can act in whatever order that you wish. Um, oh, but uh, I guess I will tell you, uh, Rosabelle. It looks like the fish are. Um, feeling threatened and going for their weapons. Okay. Uh, Rosabelle currently does not have her weapon, so she's going to 
lunge for one of their weapons as well. Okay. You have the initiative okay. here, so I think that it's totally valid that you could just grab one of their weapons if you wanted to. Okay. Um, the way Nave works in a similar uh, similar way to other um, Dungeons and Dragons-like games um, in that you have sort of a a combat action or like a, an attack action um, and a sort of move action that also encompasses a lot of other things like picking up a spear off the ground or closing a door or getting uh, some, some item out of your inventory or, or whatnot. So I'll say that you can, you have the spear and then you can, you can still make any action that you want, including an attack. Um, I should actually ask before lunging for the spear, Hey team, do we want to, Try and fully defuse this or go full battle. No time to talk. You you grab that spear. Okay, grab yeah. the spear. Uh, I'm going to try and um, move to reunite with my peeps then. Okay, so you, you grab the spear and run back to the the situation that is unfolding yeah, uh, yeah. behind you. All right, uh, how does that situation uh, uh, resolve itself? For flank and crankor. Uh, ah, you okay, yes. you were you're tottering a little bit. Um, where do you want to go from from totter mode? Are you going to uh, to do something else? Or are you going to continue trying to move across the room in some sort of uh, uh, gestalt uh, oh. movement pattern? I, I, I you know this was kind of just a uh, this this was kind of an impromptu decision. This isn't something we practiced. I think we we am I correct in saying we 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 know better by this point to uh, disengage. I think so. If we were in full combat, I would opt to throw you at them. Um, but as as we as we are not, I would say, yeah, it's wise to disengage um, and try to make it look cool and professional <laughs> as much as possible. Look, if you'd want if you want to throw me out of character, if you want to throw me, this is absolutely the time to try and do it. <laughs> but I I'm also. <laughs> From a meta perspective, I'm also very curious as what they were getting into the cracks up there at. And we, if we just oh. we start combat and just kill them now, we'll never find out the deep mysteries that Jer has has, uh, has <laughs> constructed for us. Jer has randomly rolled on tables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I hesitate to throw you. Maybe I could throw you some other time. Maybe knowing that that we have this strategy of lifting each other up, that we can can do this enough. I, think so maybe, I will. I will. I will say this. If you throw Crankor, Crank uh, and Crankor makes an attack, I will give Crankor advantage on that attack. Um, this sounds really however, fun. However, <laughs> if Crankor misses on that attack, there there might be some consequences to being thrown you know, and and not pulling it off. Okay, well then, what what's going to happen is Flank is going to, as we teeter, Flank is going to look up into Crankor's eyes and make eye contact, and through. <laughs> through a, a, a say a close friendship that they've had since childhood and try to go for the nod it's like do you do you want to do this is this happening i think we got it it's the oh. only way we're gonna get the peace and quiet to find out what's in that hole <laughs> all right so ripped flank <laughs> then <laughs> as as they teeters back and judos it into a, into a, a sort of lean in and and uh shot puts uh, Crankor the third at the the closest maybe the unarmed oh what would be better the one of the armed fish people or one of the unarmed fish people 
Well, they're all in a heap on the ground right now. Like they're none of them, fun. the spear belonged to one of them clearly, but you, they still haven't had a chance to grab them yet. So okay, then so right they're all on that pile. Just, yeah. just. Dun, da, 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 da. Dun, Grabbing da, da, a da, da, dice tower here for a very da, da, important roll. <laughs> All right, Crankor, you may make an attack on. If, assuming that that is that is what you're doing, you're not just landing and pirouetting on top of the the fish people. Um, you may make an attack uh, uh, on one of them with advantage. That is my intent. I am not going to re-roll that die. It was an eleven. So adding on my uh, strength because that is a harpoon I would be attacking with. That is a twelve. Uh, 12. And you roll that twice because of advantage? Oh, I'm sorry, because of advantage. I, that's my... Yeah, no, that's the better roll. 12 is the better roll? Um, yep. Okay, well, uh, the the fish are um, kind of... On, they're, they're on the ground and they're in a heap, so I'll, I'll let it go, sure. You can uh, do some damage to one of the fish. Ooh, hooray! Uh, let me see here. I don't get to use this one very often. Oh, there we go. Yeah, no, you totally hit it. There we go. That's That's the... <laughs> That's the stat block I was looking for. <laughs> that is an eight on a one uh, d ten. Okay. Piercing so style. and and sorry, you're using a spear or a or a, a javelin or a harpoon, right? Harpoon, right. Yeah. Being a, a spear-like implement. Um, okay. So you, this goes off um, in uh, potentially the be the best way that you can expect it to. You uh, you fall from the heavens like uh, like Odin and impale. <laughs> Uh, a fish person on your spear, um, and so it's just like sort of flopping its way around, trying to get up, and it and the spear goes right through it into the ground. It goes and sand comes out of its uh, out of its orifices, um, mm -hmm. and the other two look pretty disturbed by this. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I think the other two. Um, Actually, I have uh, I have die rolls that I can make for this. Um, they are, yeah, they are grabbing their spears, and they are uh, unfortunately they're on sort of either side of you, uh, so they're kind of like exchanging glances with each other, like I I, I don't know I, I don't know meet up meet up later kind of uh, <laughs> kind of thing, and they're taking off in opposite directions away from you to the uh, the doors uh, on. Uh, on the other two sides of the room. So, um, so yeah, one bolts one bolts to the nearest door on the left. One bolts to the nearest door on the right because neither of them wants to go through the uh, the the giant, but yet very small magician <laughs> who just uh, who just vaulted at uh, at one of their friends. Uh, let's roll initiative again. Uh, okay. That uh, so I. Dominate Crankor is the most active person that round to uh, to roll initiative Coming at for, for the group. Six. Okay, so six means you get to uh, keep your initiative. You get to continue going first. So fantastic. Uh, so they're I they're like. I don't care what else is happening. I'm immediately reaching down with that hand, scooping up some sand, and then just. <laughs> okay, you're just eating all the sand. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hungry boy. <laughs> Oof. You couldn't wait until after. <laughs> we got to find out where they're going. Okay. Right. So, um, the, so you scoop it up and you start to, uh, get all of these weird, uh, weird sensations and memories, uh, 
memories of being sort of raised from a small creature in uh, in a hatchery in a school of like many other uh, small fish creatures and like all squirming around uh, squamously all over the ground and and uh, and uh, lots of eating eating like garbage and uh, and and pond scummy stuff uh, and uh, a lot of like not understanding what's going on around you. This is a normal um, adolescence so far. <laughs> hmm. uh, and a lot of fear, a lot, just a lot of sensations of fear. Um, uh, you know, maybe you get one, uh, maybe, maybe you have a, a fond memory of, uh, of, you know, there was a, uh, a, a dog otter that, uh, a daughter, actually, you, you know, you know, in character, what daughters are, they're, they're dog otter hybrids. They're very friendly, oh. happy creatures. Um, of basically, maybe you have a memory of finding like uh, a dead daughter that was like, partial only partially decomposed and it was it was a delicious yummy treat that you got to take back to mummy and daddy and they they were very proud of you for that um so um so crankor has uh, acquired a uh, a mutation um and that is cowardly uh Ooh, so what remember, a switch I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've flying through about... the air with a spear it's a very <laughs> Uh, yeah, it all depends on what you fly at. <laughs> um, so you, you've you've uh, you've acquired cowardly. Now this um, uh, is you'll recall that at some point in the past, uh, in the last session, I mentioned morale rolls. You only roll morale when you run away from something, um, okay. and if you fail, then I roll a random number and you uh, end up that many rooms away and you don't know how you got there because um, you were just running away with such fear. So cowardly gives you a minus one penalty on morale rolls. Oh, okay. Now, that, but this this is interesting because I ha I am a warrior and I have tactical retreat. You and your allies don't have to make a morale check when playing. Aha! Uh -huh. huh. Wow. So, but that makes up for for it. And you know, you're sweating. You notice that your sweat feels kind of a little slimy. It just feels like mm. a little bit. Ew. A little bit. I don't know. It's like does it did it always kind of do that? I mean, does it always like make a little little trail there. We I, I never did have chance. We never did have a chance to really clean off after the uh, after that uh, boat ride with the, the mucus and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Yeah, must be it. That um, must be it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that didn't work. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Crankor is just mowing on the sand. Um, uh, Flank and Rose uh, Rosabelle. Um, the the fish are basically they're they're on their way out. They're they are failing their morale checks. They're going to end up. 1dx rooms away and not know how they got there pretty soon um unless you want to do something else to try and interact with them they're just panicking and fleeing um i'm afraid rosabelle sorry i'm afraid they're gonna go get help get reinforcements if we don't stop them. okay yeah mm. rosabelle has one of their spears mm -hmm. and a thing that you do with the spear is throw it sure yeah that's a thing i hear that you do with a spear so she's gonna throw it at one of them <laughs> That sounds like a good idea. Um, so you're going to, this is like throwing a spear is not like throwing a javelin and it's not like throwing like a rock or, or whatever. I think you're going to have to get a little closer to the, you're going to have to like run over to the fish. So you're a little closer um, and chuck it from like, you know, 10 feet away kind of thing to get a good shot at it. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah. As I say, the, the fish is fleeing in panic. It is not, I'm not, it's not going to take an attack of opportunity or whatever at you. Um, but you're going to have to get close to get a good shot at it. 
so assuming so you're that. okay with that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you just do the full sprint. Maybe you like stop and like hop on your back foot and and do the Athenian chuck, um, or possibly something less graceful if you choose. Um, and uh, make me make me an attack. This is on wisdom, I believe, because it's ranged. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, sorry, I should have mentioned that a, uh, uh, a ranged attack uses wisdom in in this system. Uh, so uh, there's that. I'm actually going to give you advantage. The, the, it's it's not paying close attention. It's not protecting itself. It's not trying to dodge. It's just fleeing in panic. So, so so far, on the four rolls I've had on this die, I rolled a one. I think a seven, a two, and a four. So my my wisdom for this is four plus two, so six. Okay, so the spear is going to clatter down the hall in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recommend that you find certain other game systems that are based on classic Dungeons and Dragons, the ones where rolling low is really good, and you you promote <laughs> that die to uh, to use in one of those systems because it would be it would be amazing at yeah. uh, at playing one of those. Um, okay, that's cool. Uh, and uh, flank, did you want to do anything? Yes, I want to. I want to use my my bow and arrow. I'm going to Aha. to 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 just Ooh. take that out real cool, like from my back, and and mm -hmm. and fire an arrow at the other one uh, that, yeah, is, I like that it. is retreating. And so that's a that's a damage one six. So, so do I do I roll a twenty to to see if I hit? How, how does you need this... to yeah. yeah. You roll a d twenty and 20. add your wisdom modifier to see if you hit. Okay, come on, please. <laughs> eight and a I, one i'll wisdom. give you advantage oh, i gave advantage. rose rosabelle advantage so i'm going to give you advantage too that's only fair you're a benevolent god here we go <sighs> i rolled an 18 with a one wisdom oh. that's a 19 aha that'll do it okay <laughs> the arrow pierces its back uh make me a damage roll throwing magicians and <laughs> and, and, and and slinging arrows here we go okay damage so i'm going to i think because i would ideally ideally like to maybe because if, if rosabelle thinkwell has inherited some of uh, uh her mother's language skills um hmm. maybe maybe we can talk to this thing so i'm going to ideally try to incapacitate this guy i if i don't it, think that that's really something that is easy to do with a bow and arrow and um, i'm trying to kill him dead i'm going to try to kill him <laughs> through his I, little fish saying, brain <laughs> i i think that you're just gonna have to have to let the dice uh speak to whether or not you can shoot someone with a bow and, and know that they're gonna be okay afterwards <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point okay well here we go i rolled a three Average. Okay, that does not kill it. Um, okay. So you you manage to wing it, um, and uh, and uh, it sort of like staggers, and uh, and it's got a, a big old arrow sticking out of it, um, with uh, you know some fish guts all over the wall, and and it does not look. It looks like a pretty bad flesh wound, but it is a flesh wound. Uh, there's a lot of flesh, um, so <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not quite dead. Um, that being said, it is still going to run from you. So if you want to chase it into the next room, uh, you you could do that. Um, but uh, it's it is going to use its action to uh, just get the heck out uh, and uh, and run down the the hallway. I'm going to say that this that it is running out of the hallway on that was to the right of you as you entered this room. Okay, okay. so that would be the the west door. Uh, yeah, the western the western hallway. Hmm. I'm I'm not sure I want to run after this this person without my other two compatriots because this is such a dangerous, unknowable place. Well, um, it's um, 
it's like it's going to take its action to run away and then you know your your next action basically your whole turn was pulling out the bow and then shooting um, right well then so... well then then my then what i will do is i will shout at it in my big booming voice <laughs> remember that <laughs> tell them right. where it came from uh that sounds really good actually uh okay uh it lets out just this horrendous shrieky like you didn't you would it's not like a fish oriented sound necessarily you know, but it's definitely bubbly fleshly fleshy blood curdly like <laughs> and uh and you're pretty sure it got the message excellent <laughs> uh wow it's going to use its action to run into the next room uh and you know otherwise otherwise run away um, and then we can, uh, if you are, if, if pursuing is something that you are interested in doing, uh, then, uh, the other one is also running out the, out the, the other way, I guess that would be the South exit. Um, uh, if you want to pursue either of them, uh, we can stay in initiative or we can drop out if you, if you prefer. I think we should take out at least one of them. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, that I'm up for that then. Then I suppose that shall we pr pursue the arrow arrowed fish? Yeah. yeah. So, it, so it, it won't remember that for long. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't why don't we roll initiative first um, okay. and see whether whether you go first, whether you continue to go first? Um, so flank, go ahead, or Andy, go ahead and uh, and roll initiative this time. You're looking for you a four, five, flank. or six. I'm good with that. Right. I like character flank. names. I rolled a two. All right. So actually, in this case, you've lost initiative. So this is one of the things that can happen in the system as well. And it's nice that it's happening in this sort of like non-threatening situation. You're not you're not like being attacked by a giant monster that just attacked you when when you go from you winning initiative to it winning initiative. And it takes another action before you get to act. So they're going to run yet farther away from you um, again before you get to act. But the upside is that maybe you will get to take two actions in a row now. Um, That looks like they've gone too far. Excellent. <laughs> come, right. come, one gooey friend and other friend. Let's let us pursue the fish. Fine, Nick. No, right. Uh, All right. Actually, Andy, do you want to take a shot first? Oh. Oh, um, I see. So where where are we now? Are we in the same big open room, or have they left out? We... So that fish, that fish was definitely running out of the room, and there's definitely there's some sort of there's some um, hallway between. Uh, I'll give it a fifty percent chance that it's still like it hasn't, it, it doesn't really have much presence of mind right now. So I'll give it a fifty percent chance that it hasn't deked out the side. So it's in the next room, but maybe you have a like a sight line on it still. Okay, well then I um, definitely see. want to shoot that fish again. <laughs> maybe you do. Uh, you do not. You don't have a sight line, so it's it's oh. it's um it's in the next room and it's deked out of the way a little bit. Shoot. Then we will have to. Then we'll have to take chase. Okay, so you're Let's chasing go. you're chasing after the one with the arrow in it. Great. Um, I like that. Uh, I like that idea. So you uh, you come uh, you you like give uh, basically go all out running after this thing. And uh, you come into a, whoop, uh, right, all right. So you're going to come into a room uh, that is not so much a room as a, as a cave. Um, and it's, it's a little bit uh, 
squidgy. There's a there's a lot of uh, mud huts and uh, and like stacked up uh, stacked up little um, edifices. Uh, there are uh, it looks like some food storage areas, but the food storage is is really not very good. It's like it's a pile of mud with a hole dug in it, and like there's there's scraps of rotting food and whatnot stuck in it. Um, and uh, uh, and can I, uh, as you're all boldly running into the room, uh, get all of you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. I believe it's dexterity. But I'm just going to do a quick check on that. Roll a d20 and I'll tell you what to add to it in a second. Yes, it is sure. a dexterity save. Oh, or a strength save, whichever one is better. Mm. So that's <laughs> just the roll plus our bonus? Uh, nope. That is a roll plus your bonus, yeah. Okay. I rolled 13. Uh, 16. Okay, you don't actually need to tell me the results. It's a pass if you beat a 15, or 50, if you have a 15 or better. Oh, okay. failure. So, uh, if you passed, uh, you're fine. But you do notice that there is this, like, weird um, seaweed, like, curtain curtain of semi-transparent seaweed that is appears to be arrayed around this entrance that you are coming in through. Um, and it's it's coming down, It's it's kind of in, like, a curtain... Um, but it's all over this side of the room, uh, opposite where the the huts and and uh, food storage and and other uh, unknown things 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 that are maybe indiscernible to your non fishy minds. Um, uh, it, aside from actually crankors, crankor, you know what all of them are for and what what they all do. Oh, great, um, you, you know what they're that they're that they're for. You know, like uh, worshiping the 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 deep queen and for uh, scraping together um, uh, uh, tributes for the the dolphin people who come by and uh, and you know take your stuff all the time if you sometimes if you give them some choice cuts of uh, fish guts and things like that they they will they'll leave you alone and and such things anyway um, so there's this there is this kind of curtain of sticky seaweed and uh, if you have failed and I believe you said sorry it was uh, Rosabelle and Flank you both failed um, I succeeded. Okay, Rosabelle succeeded. It's just Flank who's stuck. Uh, you are stuck. stuck. Oh, it's okay. So the two of you are stuck in the seaweed. You are you are essentially grappled by it and uh, and unable to move. Also mm -hmm. in this room, you see that the that the room is actually populated. So the the fish uh, person appears to have run into one of the huts, but uh, standing outside the huts are uh, four other fish people uh, and. They are, uh, they're looking at you in a not, not incredibly, uh, charitable, uh, regard as one of them has just run through with an arrow sticking out of it and, and seeming very panicked. And there was a lot of shouting coming from, from the next room. Uh, yeah. So one of them is, uh, uh let me see here. DM loading time. Uh, so yeah, uh, the three of them have uh, have cudgels, but one of them has uh, a spear, uh, similar to the spears that you liberated from the from the other three. Uh, and I think uh, probably a good idea to stay in initiative, actually, because uh, well, it, I think some combat might happen. Uh, so could I? Oh, also stuck in the seaweed is a daughter. Um, the uh, one of the otter otter dogs that I mentioned to you earlier. There's actually a, a pretty good picture of them um, somewhere I seem to recall. Uh, 
if you look at the the picture of the the fisher um the fisher profession he's got a he's got a little daughter next oh, to him. okay little little otter dog friend um so there's a there's a daughter that's also uh stuck in in the seaweed and it looks like maybe the uh the um uh previous activity of this room was that the the fish person with the spear was antagonizing the the daughter that was caught in the in the in the in the seaweed normally um Crankor, it's your feeling that you would be very afraid of a daughter. They're they're very big and the, they they have very good meat, but they they're they're big and scary, uh, and they've got big teeth, uh, and that that makes it pretty difficult to to take them down. But when they're caught in seaweed like this, they're uh, they're pretty easy to uh, they they're potentially something that you could take down and and eat, and that would be delicious. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Rosabelle, you haven't rolled initiative for a while. Go ahead and uh, make me a roll, please. All right. That's a five. Uh, okay. Five is good. That means you are going to be the next ones to act. So what would you like to do? Uh, Rosabelle would like to yank her harpoon away from, I believe, Crankor was the one who took it. I had it. No, this is my or, own harpoon. Yep. Yeah, I was holding it anyway, for you. Anyway, take the harpoon away, just like mumble under her breath, oh, you idiots, and like try to cut them out of the seaweed. <laughs> with the harpoon okay harpoon not, is not really like a cutting in, instrument i don't feel like it's gonna it, that's gonna be a really great tool for moving for cutting the seaweed it's more just gonna move it around a bunch mm. um and you cool. also you also realize that like this this stuff's really sticky like it if you like just sticking the harpoon in you're like oh wow i gotta i gotta like pull pretty hard to actually get the harpoon out again after that um, okay. It's all like spider webby. What do the other two of you want to do? What can I think? Gosh, they... it's a bad situation. <laughs> how uh, how high is the room right now? Uh, I'll say it's about. Uh, these rooms are pretty open still. Uh, this one is a little bit more small and confined. Uh, so okay. maybe like fifteen feet high. There's still a lot of ambient light, um, and it still feels like pretty roomy. Um, but uh, you know, as as this uh, dungeon level goes, it's pretty confined. Hmm. Can I just go slack and see if my new slimy perspiration allows me to helpfully kind of start to slide out of these uh, these bonds? Sure. Uh, you can you can be you can try and uh, and you know wiggle and slime your way out. Um, I don't know that that's going to be as effective as you want it to be, but uh, we'll call it a dexterity save to try and okay. get out. I'll give it a try. Even while it's kind of like an anti-dexterity save. Huh. Yep, nope. That's a seven. So that's a failure. Okay. Um, so the... Uh, and then, uh, Flank, anything that you'd like to do? Uh... How am, are we like stuck full bodied like a like a web? Is this like spread eagles wriggling, uh, or so are we just kind of caught up in it? You're caught up in it. So if you wanted to, if one of the fish was to come close enough to you to, um, uh, to, to like to come in range of a melee weapon, you could fling. You could you could 
take a slash at it or whatnot. But uh, it doesn't look like they're really going to do that or they're really crazy about doing that right now. Um, right. You've also got this this daughter that is uh, kind of panicking uh, and it's it's crying and and uh, um, and uh, making all sorts of like kind of semi adorable dog like sounds. Um, it doesn't look like it's super focused on you right now, even though you're kind of caught up with it, though, because it's been stabbed at least once once by the fish person with a spear. So it's uh, it's uh, more focused on that. Okay, well then I, I will try to think very quickly and try to release not myself, but the daughter, who I know has been stabbed by one of these fish people and, is, and as it is sort of intimidating, is probably going to be out for revenge. So I'm going to try to release this daughter with, I don't, oh gosh, I don't, I don't really have many, well I have a drill. I don't okay. know. That's one of my random item rolls. I don't know if that's I mean, really like, cutting, though. I'm not going to yeah. say that you necessarily need a um, a piece of equipment to do, to uh, to help the daughter. You can okay. um, you can try and find help it find its way out, or you can try and uh, brute help it brute force its way out. It's certainly going the, the brute force route. Okay. Um, well, then I will I will try to because my I have, I have a highest bonus. Well, I also have a dex bonus as well. But I'm I'm going to try to assist this daughter uh, to 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 lip to liberate it while I'm whispering in its ears. Um, go kill those who have harmed you into its ear, <laughs> and and hoping it picks up on that. There are like yeah. trained daughters. Training daughters is a thing, um, but uh, this one maybe not maybe not as trained. But you can always hope that it picks up some of that. Maybe it ate some people sand too, and if it True, did that, yeah. you know, maybe it, maybe it's uh, slightly slightly more understanding uh, in Maybe any case uh, how are you assisting it are you um are you like uh, trying to to rip some stuff out around it are you um I, I, describe to me what you're doing i'd say so if it's if it's caught up around is it is if it's entangled in it uh, whatever mm -hmm. it was worrying and working on i will tr mm -hmm. i will try to because i'm ripped i will i will try <laughs> to rip it apart so as to liberate my new daughter friend uh okay. in, into so, the world and create more chaos why don't you make a strength save for me? We'll do. That that seems like a like a good way of resolving that. Come on, die. Make my bullshit work. Seventeen. Oh, seventeen. A strength, a strength bonus of two is a nineteen. All right. So you uh you do manage to uh, tear away some of the seaweed uh, around one of the otter's paws or one of the daughter's paws that it was uh it was like you know close to getting out. You just go and and the daughter's paw. Uh, is is released. I'm gonna like the one of the things about the initiative system in this game is that it it kind of um, assumes that there's always two sides to any any conflict, which is interesting because here I feel like there's kind of three sides. Um, I'm just gonna like make a quick roll to see whether the daughter goes before or after the the fish people. Um, okay, so it's gonna go before, um, and so it's gonna tear its way out of the uh, out of the seaweed. Uh, and it is mad, not a happy daughter. Uh, so it is going to growl, uh, and it's going right after the one with the, with the spear. Uh, so, so it's going to make an attack. Definitely hits, uh, and it is biting. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, so it takes it 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 flies out of the seaweed and 
right into the shoulder of the fish with the spear uh, and it just grabs it with its teeth and it starts like and Crankor, this is like everything that you have ever feared uh in in your life this is like this is bringing this is like you've you have worried you every time that you think about you have nightmares about a daughter doing this to you um it's uh and uh you know, you think of a pit bull grabbing onto you, but imagine if that pit bull was was uh, had had like a cute little otter tail. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, so it affixes worse. itself in a weasel-like manner to the to the to the fish, which it is like larger than as well, um, and does some like serious damage. Uh, fish slime and guts and whatnot uh, uh, coming out of it. The uh, the fish are then going to turn their attention away from their easy easy prey uh, stuck in the seaweed towards the daughter. Um, and the ones with cudgels are going to swing at it. Uh, jumping back and forth between two monsters. Um, the uh, So I've got two hits with cudgels. Eight. Uh, so yeah, boof, boof, boof. the daughter takes a couple of a couple of hits. It gives a, it gives a little doggy like, um, as uh, as the as the cudgels come down on its head. Uh, it does not look too. Uh, it looks a it looks a bit beaten up by that. Definitely uh, definitely appears to be hurt. And then the one with the spear is gonna is gonna take that and try and jab it into the side of the daughter that is uh, uh, mowing on its shoulder. But it does not succeed at doing that. Uh, it wings it past it and uh and doesn't uh doesn't manage to impact it uh let's roll initiative <laughs> uh who's uh crankor i think it's your turn that's a two which i believe is low yeah so uh the the enemies are going to get to go first or the non-use are going to get to go first Sorry, um, friends. And that's okay. that is going to start with the fish so i have uh three with uh with their uh with their cudgels they're trying to get get uh get the daughter off of the fourth one all of them miss so that's nice uh and then the one with the spear also misses so the fish win initiative but they succeed at doing absolutely nothing to improve their situation uh and they're looking like pretty uh flighty already like I, I don't know like one of them is being attacked and has taken some damage but you know things aren't aren't the worst but they're already looking like they might be ready to, to beat it for the hills even though this is obviously where they live maybe it's a good strategy to you know go hide in one of the huts maybe they could run to the next room maybe whatever the the daughter is gonna is gonna like finish the the work that it started uh, with its first attack. Uh, and it's going to go, uh, it's going to release the shoulder of the fish and go right for its, uh, its arm, its spear arm. Uh, so the, the daughter lunges over, grabs the spear arm of the fish and just picks it up and starts flipping it over like on the ground as like a cascade of sand just starts flying everywhere, um, from this, from this fish. Uh, and that brings us to your initiative. That again, uh, this new, new group of fish, as you've grown to uh, to uh, appreciate from previous encounters, is just like staring like, uh oh, um, and uh, you know maybe maybe they're not going to stick around for much longer. Wow, this has gone a lot better than I thought it was going to go already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flank, you have a bow. I have, I have. <laughs> 
I have a bow, but I'm also still caught up in the in the um in the slime. Um, uh, what we the, also the seaweed, have, rather, what we have that we didn't have before is a distraction. Yes, yes. And so. It might be time for us to maybe get out of here to find a different place to explore to find things that won't kill us. Good idea. I, I think that's a good idea. So I, I think I think I'd like to get out of this seaweed. Um, mm -hmm. Can I? So I... Uh, yeah, you can make another save, uh, strength or dex, uh, whichever is your preference. If you want to take your whole round to do it instead of like uh, trying to do it as like just one action, uh, I'll give you advantage on that check. Great. Okay. Well, I, I I guess I'll do that so I can hightail it out of here with my friends. Okay. Yeah. That's a seventeen. I like that. I'll oh. take that. All right. So you're disengaged from the seaweed, but that's basically taking your turn to to get you to that state. Okay. Okay. Uh, I should probably do the same then, actually. Um, yeah, I will attempt to struggle free myself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so same same deal. Uh, go ahead and make a, a strength or dex save, whichever one is the best, uh, and uh, you can have advantage if you want to spend your whole round doing it. I do, because that was a 14, and that's a 3, so that is a no on both accounts of me All right, escaping. so Krenkor is still stuck inside the seaweed. Uh, Rosabelle, what would you like to do? Uh, do the thing Krenkor tried to do to Krenkor, but try and do it successfully. Mm, okay, better. sure, you can you can try and assist Krenkor in disengaging. Uh, go ahead and make a, a strength or dex save, whichever you want to. Uh, well, I guess it would just be a strength strength uh, save in your case to try and uh, disengage Krenkor from the um, from the seaweed. That's a strength. I think so. Uh, okay. Like I feel like it's probably more a strength thing, unless I guess you could um, you could also like give Krenkor directions. Be like, oh well, I think this strand is like maybe uh you know grabbing you a little bit more than this right oh actually the this one is bearing a lot of the load that uh so maybe uh maybe if you wanted to make it a, a wisdom save instead i i rolled a 15 so i think i would have succeeded you, either way but i, pass I wanted save. Yeah. i want it to be wisdom and i just want to be so condescending the entire time <laughs> to crankor <laughs> Oh. Like you idiot, that's the strand. That's the problem. Get that one. Ah, yeah, yeah. That dog though. Are you slimier than you were before? Like, what is going on with you? This dog here. Not a fan. Uh Crankor mysteriously afraid of daughters. Why don't you folks roll initiative again, please? Alright. Uh, uh who? I think Flank's turn this time. Flank's turn, okay. Come on, a two. It's a two. Uh, all right, so uh, the uh, the fish are going to get to go first. They are going to take another shot at uh, at knocking out this uh, this this daughter. Um, they're gonna they're gonna deal with the problem. They're gonna avenge their fallen comrade. Uh, they are going to. Okay, so one of them uh, actually manages to uh, like he, he swings the cudgel. And then realizes the cudgel's not there because the cudgel is caught in the uh, in the seaweed. Uh, so it does not manage to do uh, anything effective. But the one that hits it plants a nice solid hit on the daughter again, uh, and again causes another yelp. And the daughter like looks at it, um, but it's still got the the body of the other fish in its mouth. Um, and then that the daughter is just gonna is just gonna hightail it. It's just gonna it's got it's 
uh, it's got the fish, uh, it's going to keep the fish, but it's, it's taking off out of the room, uh, and it's going to go, uh, to the, like, directly out, out the exit directly opposite the, actually, I should, I need to look at my notes for a second, um, this room has only three exits, so that one, so it's going to go, uh, south. Uh, there are exits out of this room to the north and south. I and this, about... we entered from the north to this room? You entered uh, from the east into this room. This room oh, yeah. was to the west of the previous room that you were in. Mm -hmm. I don't um, know about y'all, but I think we should follow that dog. <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Having a, a cool, noble daughter friend, I think would, would, you know, the more the merrier in the party. Well, at the very least, it's probably the, least, the the direction that the fish are not going to want to go for a while. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Very good. All right. Um, so oh, you can... Uh, at, 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 on the way out, I will grab some of that good fish sand just, just and put and just pocket it. <laughs> I'm not going right. to eat it. You, you scoop up some sand. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the amount of sand... I need to actually look up how much, uh, how much sand that you get per uh per creature i know that it's in here somewhere uh but yeah you you scoop up a bunch of sand cool. uh and uh and uh, you you grab some on your way out as you run past the fish uh the fish they see that you're out of the seaweed and they're like <gasps> uh and uh and then they're like pleasantly surprised that you're not coming for them uh and they are gonna <laughs> continue uh or they and and yeah be uh, be a little bit freaked out so you head into you you head south into uh, into another room. Now, this room, uh, it is very curious. Uh, remember, I said that the the walls and ceilings of this room, ceiling of this room, are kind of semi-transparent. Um, this one is e even uh, stranger in that regard, in that it has like a ship that in it, like a sunken ship that is kind of suspended between the ceiling and the floor. So the 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 uh, the bow of the ship is in the, is embedded in the floor, and the stern is embedded in the ceiling, um, and the ship itself sort of uh, is arrayed uh, between those two. Um, and then uh, the uh, uh, those of you who uh, who had well, I guess all of you had um, ancestors who came through a room very much like this before. Um, this is sort of a distinctive thing in your memories. You kind of remember, yeah, there was like something to do with the ship and there were dolphin people who were really mean and, uh, and there was maybe a treasure box inside the ship. I think you saw, um, mm -hmm. but you never got to find out what was in it because the dolphins, uh, something about the dolphins. It was bad. It was bad news. Um, I don't like dolphins that much these days. <laughs> so the daughter, um, the daughter heads into this room and, uh, it, is uh i think it's it's gonna go or well as you come into the room after it um it is sort of like uh running around behind the ship it's kind of afraid because there's someone running after it so it's it's kind of trying to suss out uh what you're gonna do it's like looking around the side of the ship like trying to trying to see what's what's up with these people who are chasing it and uh, like as you sort of ink as that situation kind of sinks in, you feel this rumbling, uh, sort of like a, uh, it's, it's a rumble. It's kind of like a minor earthquake and you feel a sense of motion, uh, that's coming through this room. Uh, I'm just going to check here. Uh, so this room has two exits 
the other exit is um, uh, opposite you. Um, and you get the sense that the rumbling is coming from uh, behind you, uh, from the direction that you just you just came from. We should uh, get to a corner. Yes, agreed. Another sea snake, sea, sea snake, probably. All right. So uh, you you're just gonna like sort of sidle around behind, or sorry, I bumped my microphone. I apologize for any loud noises. Uh, you're sidle, sidling around beside the door. Um, essentially, or like off into the into the yeah. corners of this room. Okay. Yeah, I think um, in that direction. All right. Uh, a huge wave uh, comes through the room, and this is like sort of a tsunami-like situation where Ooh. it just like it comes through, enters, very much fills up the room, um, and then just like moves on through. Uh, and I'm going to need all of you to make strength saves. I just need to figure out whether or not you have disadvantage uh, to that. Uh, to stop from being caught up in the water. Uh, but you can go ahead and make the first roll at any rate. Okay. <laughs> Failure. Oh, you don't I even get the daughter's throw. okay. You don't even get a saving throw. I apologize. Um, so, yeah, you gave us hope you took it away. Yep, I'm sorry. Um, you are gonna get caught up in the wave, uh, and it is going to start taking you south. Uh, but in uh, in the process, uh, you're gonna take some damage as well. It's gonna you're gonna whap into uh, into like doorways and and things that are in the in the midst and whatnot. The those of you who have the presence of mind to like look and see what the daughter is doing, uh, it seems to actually like be sort of semi adapted to like swim through this current and like ride the wave. You are not. Um, mm. You are you are uh, land land creatures that are not well uh, served by this. So uh, you are going to get taken south by by the wave, um, and you're all going to take three points of bludgeoning damage as the, uh, and potentially it's like slight drowning damage, like only like a little bit drowning damage, but you know, like undertow and, and suffocation, uh, as the, as the wave, as the wave carries you along, uh, and into, uh, another room that you are only going to like kind of barely see. So, uh, you, you go through a room. Oh, uh, Crankor, this is like, uh, this is the sex room. Uh, this, is a, this is this is a good place to be in. It's the spawning room. Uh, there's lots of eggs everywhere. There are fish people doing doing uh, nasty, horrible things uh, that are actually beautiful and wonderful because they create more fish. Um, so that's an interesting place to be. Thankfully, because of all of the the eggs and other other soft things that are around here, you're not going to take too much damage as you go through here. Um, shame I don't have time to help. The uh, uh, it's at this point, though, that you realize that there are other creatures in this wave with you, um, and that those creatures are uh, dolphin people. Um, the so there's four of them uh, that are kind of just like riding the wave. They're they're surfing, but they're surfing along with it, um, and they they see you, and they uh, they're gonna start poking at you with with uh, with weapons. 
So, mm. thankfully, like, it's still pretty hard for them to attack you uh, as you are riding this wave. So, uh, I'm going to give them disadvantage on these attacks. A lot is oh. happening. Yeah, it has been this non-stop is... since we... <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the things that I have uh, that I have noticed uh, in this adventure is that like there is a lot happening all the time. Um, uh, as I was like ro pre-rolling rooms because I was trying to save on load time, uh, it <laughs> I was like, whoa, some of these rooms just have quite a bit going on. Um, Okay, so, um, Rose, or no, uh, Crankor, uh, does a 15 hit you? Uh, absolutely. Okay, so, uh, you're going to take a spear in the side for five points of damage. Cool, uh, I die. All right, so, uh, yeah, Crankor, uh, Crankor spits sand, uh, as, uh, as, the, um, uh, as a dolphin person uh, impales him with a spear. Uh, and the rest of you get to ride along for a couple more rooms. Uh, so you go through the, the sex room and into uh, a room with a bunch of sheets of hanging seaweed. Uh, with uh, some some crabs wandering through it, and again, you're you um, you're only going to get a vague impression of this uh, as you are buffeted around by the wave uh, and take one more one more point of damage, uh, and then get swept into one last room. Uh, uh, and that is a room with uh, a bunch of rocks and uh, and small gull, like dog-sized seagulls. Uh, these are called gulchers. Uh, you definitely know that know of them. They are problems. Uh, they uh, they like to uh, they like to steal things from people, and uh, they are like items and uh, and uh, shiny things from people. Uh, and they are. Uh, they are pretty, uh, pretty vicious if you uh, if if you uh, get too close to them. But they're also kind of skittish, so they they don't like to get that close to people. Anyway, this is where the wave leaves you is in this this room with um, all these things or with the um, uh, the uh, the seagull creatures. Um, as this uh, as this begins to happen or as as the wave leaves, um, you see that. Everything around you, um, the the water or around you is actually coming out of the uh, impressions in the ground and is slowly starting to fill up the temple. And you remember this uh, being the sign that the sacrifice has been made, um, and it is time to uh, it is probably time to vacate if you uh, if you value your lives. I, I, I say we do that. This has been one yeah. crazy visit to the temple. And if we can if we can get out of here with maybe some of the crank or sand or something, can we salvage anything from his, his body? 
I mean, like it's it's basically like somehow one of Prankor's items is going to get back, and and you <laughs> yeah, know there's okay. going to be some sand. Um, so, uh, but uh, I don't think that there's going to be enough sand to pass the mutation on down his line, uh, hey, which is God. potentially for the best. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the other two of you can uh, can handily beat an escape uh, out of the temple, and uh, and back to town where. Uh, you go on to have a happy life and spend uh, spend many years telling the young people of the village of all of the horrible things that you found in the Deep Queen's Temple that time that you were sent over as a sacrifice. Gosh. <laughs> and Flank, Flank will sing the glory of Crankor III and how he flew through the air and stabbed a fish man. That was amazing. I tried to... <laughs> That's the one cool thing we did. <laughs> In my last um, breath, I try to blubber out, take the halter of Can we do that? Um, or, or yeah, so, uh, Ian, you actually get to choose which item comes comes forward from Crankor, so which which item gets recovered. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I think this is a good time. We're at about halfway through our, through our session, so uh, this is a good time to take a break. Uh, and we can reconvene on the other side of that with uh, with new characters, and uh, and take another try. That felt um, that that last room was a situation where um, I I was just like, "There's this is too hard. <laughs> this is too like." <laughs> Uh, it's much. one of those things in in roguelikes where sometimes it's uh, sometimes you just encounter something that's too scary. But it's like yeah, four dolphin people. I think that ugh. anyway. Um, trying to play it as it as it goes, but it's uh, that's 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 tough. Um, but uh, let's let's go on uh, to the next generation. Take a bit of a break uh, and uh, roll some ads. Roll some music. Um, I might relocate to a different room in my house. I'm going to say goodnight to my daughter. Um, and, uh, I will catch you all in a few minutes. Welcome back. Hello. We are here post-mortem, literally. Um, <laughs> the end of a, uh, the end of a, another unsuccessful run. Uh, but we've learned a few things. We fought a few things. We've seen some new stuff. So that's, that's cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about how this adventure works from a, from a GM's perspective, as I know, um, that, that, uh, some of the players are still working on their characters. Um, so the way that this works is it assumes that the dungeon master is going to roll up a room every time that the players go into a new room, um, that you're going to roll it up fresh. Um, and, uh, I've, I've actually pre-generated a bunch of rooms to try and, uh, stop having to stop, show a load indicator every time I, I make a bunch of rolls because the way that the, um, the encounter tables work is that there can be nested stuff. So there can be, um, a room that has, uh, that has, uh, an encounter that has an item that has, uh, you know, a thing. And each one of these is like, ends up being a different table that you roll on. There's some stuff in this that's a little bit, um, mean. They, the way that the encounter table works is there's some encounters that are on just the level that the, that the heirs are on. And there's some that actually exist on every level. Um, and you roll one, you basically roll on both those tables for every room and you combine the results. So, um, so you you have the potential to 
uh, hit a situation like the wave that is untiered um, and can just wipe out a party um, like that. Uh, and that's that's kind of a feel bad. Um, but it does, I think, it is true to the sort of random uh, roguelike, you sometimes just get bad luck element of the game. Uh, but uh, But sometimes it feels a little unfair. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. And the, the other, the other thing that I've realized with, um, rolling up a bunch of rooms all in a row is that sometimes, and, and this was sort of mentioned, sometimes there's just a lot. Sometimes you have a room that's description indicates that it has like X creatures in it. And then you roll an encounter for the room and there's like three more creatures and then you roll on the other encounter table and it indicates that you have two more sets of creatures um and you're just like oh this is there's too much going on and part of the fun of it is to try to say okay so you've got like a this and a this and a couple of these and whatever and and how what's what is the situation in this room what's going on um but uh you know it it does get to a point where it, it seems a little bit ridiculous and at some point I think uh, exercising, I've been trying to like give it, give it a, a, a pretty fair shake to say, this is, uh, I'm going to just let the dice fall where they may and see what happens and see how fun it is. Um, at some point, I will start making tweaks to it um, to try and make things a little bit more fun uh, for my personal tastes or for the taste of the group. Um, because, uh, yeah, you know, you learn things, but I want to try it as written first to see sort of what the what the raw experience is and the raw experience is sometimes pretty brutal as we've discovered <laughs> yeah yeah how are we so, doing with those so far go ahead Paul. um <laughs> sorry oh. uh so someone mentioned that uh clarabelle or sorry rosabelle so many bells uh inherited a bit of the linguistic skills of the previous academic yes what so, were those <laughs> oh the linguistics you didn't learn any languages if that's what you mean it's just the ability to learn languages okay um, i thought kathleen may have learned a bit of a language no so um yeah you can spend your rest studying a language that you've recently encountered no you don't like actually need to like sit with a creature that knows the language and like chat with it it's a little bit more abstract than that it's just like if you've run into the fish people you can spend a rest to um to try and understand their language and after two rests like that you can speak it mm -hmm. um so i don't believe those languages get passed down um okay. but you do have the capability of uh, of learning the languages, which can uh, can help your individual runs. All right, that was my only question. Yeah, don't forget, all of you are able to uh, advance yourselves to the fourth level of your uh, particular profession. So that's yes. that could give you some new goodies as well. Oh, I'm yeah, as I'm ready to to talk about my new character if. If, All right, uh, I would I'm say go for it, Andy, who is over here. Ha ha! Did it again. All right, back three again. Three. Uh, the the latest heir in the Slashfoot family is Flan, daughter of Flank, uh, named Flan because uh, her mother had a, a passion for cooking. Um, 
and uh, and her name is Flan. She's a level four warrior, which means she gets the, the the level four perk, which is very useful. Parry, when hit with an attack, you may sacrifice a point of quality of your armor to reduce the damage by one d six per point, which is excellent. Oh, yeah, it's 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 very it's very good. And because I'm wearing scale armor, which is a quality of uh, What's that? Uh, quality of five, and I'm gonna probably mm. die real soon. Fine, I'll do that with every time I get one. <laughs> yeah, um, though you could pass that armor down to future generations as well. Um, I could so, do. Yeah, they, I I could do, but the warriors back. always start with scale armor. So ah, I, okay. I, well, there I, you go. Like I will have it. I'll do flavor in that. That in order to be a warrior, you must craft your armor fresh every generation, <laughs> so that it is nice Beautiful. and and pretty and good and and strong. Um, and so there's that. And I have a passion for art, which is nice. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I am a hulking, oily-haired, ceremonially dressed, sunken-featured, average-heighted, cryptic-speaking. So like like art art school teenager i'm thinking just for kind of moody and sort of oily and just kind of you know i, I do things with words and violence just tell me about the ceremony yeah, ceremonial garb oh sure this is a ceremony of their own creation that they've created <laughs> it has it has a tooth from every daughter that i have um i have encountered and 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 seen on my journeys not the tooth from the otter just i have seen it from afar and imagined what its teeth would look like and i've crafted it <laughs> out of um uh, driftwood and just made like like a a little sash of of daughter wooden daughter teeth that's good thank you i think so uh, i got a b plus on it in class but <laughs> i like it <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> uh, Matt or Ian, are you ready to uh, to go? Yes, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all generalities, welcome Crank for... He's of average build with curly hair, simple clothing, and a chiseled face. Average height and quaint speech with a passion for hard work. He's a level four magician, which means he is an enchanter. And may spend a rest enchanting a weapon or piece of armor on the floor. <laughs> All the right. Enchanted weapons get uh, advantage on attack rolls, and enchanted armor gives one bonus to the, the armor die. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's very helpful. Um, yeah, sorry. What oh, did yeah. You, can, yeah, that's uh, I, I I missed a little bit. Uh, can you give me your description again? Ah uh, yes, certainly. We are a uh, we are a, of average height, build, curly hair, simple clothing, chiseled face, and average height, and uh, have a manner of speech which is quaint. See, and can and can you describe the quaint speech, or is that is that what you were doing? The the um, <laughs> the, the the boxing announcer. Uh, that's that's how Crankor communicates, or I do declare that that is now how Crankor is communicating for this particular incarnation of this man. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Over to you, academic. The academic of this particular generation is, and I slipped up earlier, her name is Clarabelle. All right. Hmm. Rosabelle had a little bit of a humor with that name, uh, giving her uh, Clarabelle to extend the lineage. Hmm. Uh, Clarabelle 
is a level four academic. She is athletic and has a chiseled face. She she's more of a swimmer than an academic, but she's in it because the family's in it. Uh, in so much that she has antique clothing from her mother when she was an academic, just kind of wearing the mantle literally. But she has average height, blunt speech, and oily hair. All right. So you're you're like sort of typical college athlete. Um, uh, the the hair is oily, I assume, to assist in the swimming. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You uh, you got the the sports scholarship to school. You got the art scholarship and the and the athletic scholarship. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. So perfect. I well, went to community college. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you uh, have graduated. Um, and you have finally reached the age where uh, you get to say goodbye to your families and do what you've always known you have to do, sail out to the temple on the horizon uh, to try and infiltrate the deep queen's lair like so many of your uh, predecessors before you. Um, I should point out that the heirs don't have to be genetic descendants of previous heirs too they can they can just be they can be adopted they can be people who were just sort of happened to be around um you know there's lots of ways that you can you can pass on knowledge through uh through uh family ties and through eating the sand of those who came before <laughs> you um so <laughs> delicious uh so you sail uh through slightly rainy uh seas rainy and windy seas toward the the deep queen's uh temple um ian what's a bad thing that happens on the way bad thing that happens is that we spring us in a medium-sized leak in the boat you spring a medium-sized leak in the boat so water Mm -hmm. sort of just slowly filling it up and you're sort of trying to bail it out kind of situation it'll be fine enough to get us there but we'll be we'll have wet birches if we don't bail things out andy can you make that worse uh yeah um flan is like no i i know how to do this i took um i took well it wasn't called shop class it was it was it was more like an exploratory uh event with power tools and so uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure what I have to do is if I if I take out my dagger and I just and I just um, uh, I, I take the uh, uh, I, I, I like really look at the hole and I become the hole and then I go to the side of the boat to where there I, I see there's more wood and I, I misjudge the water line and I, I try to I cut an exact exactly that whole shape because i have a dex of five so i'm very good at this i take exactly that hole out of the side of the boat and try to plug it in while water is now coming through a second hole in the boat uh matt how does this how does that get resolved i mean like if we don't act then the boat's going to sink and all of us are not coming back home uh I think Clarabelle is going to have to sacrifice her shield and just like affix it to the boat and cover All up right. the hole and just like handiwork it there. Okay. 
Uh, so yeah, Clarabelle is like, "What are you doing?" And like yeah. forcing the shield against the side of the boat. Um, I'm making art, Clarabelle. Take a moment to appreciate life. That oh. thing doesn't even fit the hole. <laughs> Trying to All cover right. the hole, not fit it. So, so through great force of will, you manage to ensure the sacrifice arrives at the Deep Queen's Temple. Uh, like those that came before you, you head down. A long flight of stairs that curve around and you find yourselves in the same round room uh, that has all of these uh, various openings and eddies coming into it and and uh, fancy lighting as described before. Uh, and as as you encountered previously, there are three exits besides the the one the stairs that you've just descended down. Should we try and figure out the the thing in the wall? Or should we go somewhere new? I want to find out what's in that treasure chest our ancestors keep managing to miss every time. <laughs> Me too. I was very frustrated when we got flushed out of there. <laughs> I've received so many treasures from my ancestors, it's baffling. But the one thing I really want is the thing they couldn't have. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. I gotta see what's in that box. I'm equipped. I have a, I, I have a grappling hook and 50 foot of rope. We are going to scale that ship and find what's inside, friends. You know, to hell with this crown thing. New mission: find out what's in the chest in the vertical ship. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Great. Uh, all right. So. Um... Yeah, which which way does that mean that you want to go to find the the vertical ship? I think it's still south. Sounds like a okay. plan. Directly man. ahead of us from coming down from the the stairs. Okay, so uh, you you head to the south and uh, you come to this kind of kind of gross looking cave like room, uh, which. Uh, you do remember from a couple of previous delves, uh, this is uh, a room that is full of fish, big fish eggs, you know, like big eyeball looking things. Uh, and uh, they're, they're in pits. There's mud all over the mud and refuse all over the walls. Um, and there are uh, a bunch of fish there. Um, in fact, there are. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's ratchet ratchet this back a bit. I didn't read all my notes. Uh, so as you are sort of coming going going up to this this room and like peering into it, um, you begin to smell something funny. Uh, smells like carrion, blood, uh, all sorts of nasty uh, nasty kind of kind of smells that you would associate with a fish market. Um, you know, where fish are being like stretched out and, and cut open. Um, and, uh, it sounds like it, it, as, as you look in there, you see that there is, um, there is a, uh, there are some fish people, uh, as have been described to you by your ancestors, but they are dead. Uh, and, uh, they are desiccated. Uh, there is a big, creature in there that if you can imagine like one of the aliens from alien um like quite 
uh, quite thin and gangly with big, big claws. Except for instead of the big, like, Geiger alien head, um, you have a shark head. Um, mm. uh, and, you know, also like the sort of nested teeth because sharks just have that. Um, but, yeah, uh, so it's in there. Um, and it's it's got its back turned to you, which means that you can't hear what I'm saying. Um, it's got its back turned to you and it is, uh, just feasting itself on the bodies of the fish people who were in here as well as, uh, as the, um, the eggs. It's just like, like, it's like able to put its whole mouth around one of them and suck it right down. Um, it looks like it's having, pardon the pun, a whale of a time. Uh, and there are two exits from this room. Uh, one of which you've come through, so I guess the other one is uh, to your right as you enter. Uh, but I'm, I'm just describing this from the door. I'm not saying that you've actually necessarily walked mm. into this room. But yeah, this uh, this large, scary-looking creature is having uh, a pretty pretty good time. Now, if I remember my animals correctly, sharks hear based on movement. So as long as we're very quiet, we should be fine. I'm good at sneaking. I could dex out of here, show you where to step to to make the soft sounds and get out. We want to just leave because that looks like a lot. I do <laughs> want to point out that yes, this is our last chance to not go in this direction. <laughs> oh, we That's could not... yeah. Let's just leave. Let's, we could just back out of here, man. There are other doors off that main <laughs> one. We don't have to keep going south. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's check out what's behind door number two. And is by that... two, I mean directly to the right of the one that we're currently in. Okay. So uh, directly to the right. So like right as you were walking, right as you came down the stairs? Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, just, just clarifying. Perspective. Difficult. It um, matters. It matters. So... So this would be west of the entrance room? Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. This is a this is a peculiar uh this is a peculiar room. Just a moment. Uh I will need to reference the book as I as I look mm -hmm. at it. Um so this room is a is globe shaped. Um its walls are a map. And I guess it's it's in this case it's kind of hemispheric, uh, so the bisected by the ground, so or the floor. So you got the floor, um, and uh, maybe not bisected. So you've got the floor, sort of near the bottom of this big globe that stretches out sort of around it. So if you can imagine that the floor crosses and takes up maybe about the bottom third of the room. Um, or of the of the globe um and then uh the uh there's five different large areas sorry the globe's walls are decorated as a map um and there are five large areas uh that seem like they must symbolize oceans uh and uh and uh those are sort of made of soft clay uh, and then there are continents uh, in the map that are made of stone. Uh, in the center of the room is a pedestal 
uh, and sticking out of the center vertically is a rod made of driftwood uh, with a coral tip. Uh, and beneath it on the pedestal is some writing. Uh, but you can't you can't really examine it from the doorway. Um, there's also some other stuff going on in this room. Mm -hmm. So the floor, which you recall I was mentioning before, uh, the floor is kind of a bunch of uh, pools, like small, again, hemispherical, but in the other way. So they're concave uh, as you as you view them from above. Um, and the water in the room is flowing into them in sort of like a, a strange pattern. So they fill at different rates. Um, they're colored. Uh, they, they, they are arrayed in a grid and they're actually colored like a checkerboard. So every second one is black, uh, is like surrounded in, uh, or is, yeah, is colored black. Um, so, and then in the next row ahead, every second one is black, but they're offset from each other by one. So it is effectively a checkerboard of these, um, of these, uh, bowls. Uh, the bowls slowly fill up every once in a while, a bowl fills up almost to the brim and then it, uh, it opens and the water spills out and where does it go? Who knows? Um, so that is the that is the other thing that is going on in this room uh, of of interesting note. This is new. <laughs> yeah, there's also nothing here that could possibly tear our heads off, but by appearances, so that's, <laughs> that's good. So Clarabelle, I know you're good with languages. Uh, are you so good with languages that if you Look at a written language. Does that count as encountering it for the purposes of study? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm very curious about what this room is for. And if we pool our time, perhaps I could magic up someone's weapon. Oh, nice. Or defense. Now, um, one thing that uh Clarabelle also has an ability is the secret seeker so i make a wisdom or intelligence save and on a success i investigate the room without spending an exploration turn right. I so i could basically like investigate the room and what's around yeah and i give you more information yeah i think we should do that first yeah all right Sorry, uh, yeah, so that you, were, you were saying that in character i should say it back yeah <laughs> that's a great idea <laughs> just echo yes. all right so why don't you um why don't you go ahead and make that safe for me please where's my new character sheet okay Ooh, that's a two so no <laughs> that was not a good ooh. all right so that's that's okay it just means that to investigate the room you will need to uh you will not have sort of an intrinsic understanding of the room it, to investigate it. You will actually need to like look around and whatnot. I'm curious how you're planning to move over these, um, how carefully you're going to be moving over this checkerboard um, as you do this. Oh, the checkerboard covers the entire floor. It covers the entire floor, except for the pedestal in the very center. This is... Hmm. Oh, wait, I know how to do this. Ha <laughs> ha, friends. Hop above my magic floating platform as I cast Hover. 
All right Ooh. on. We just latch uh, on, like. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I, I will use my hover pearl, which uh, casting that uh, charges L, which would be four for me right now. An object hovers frictionless two feet above the ground. It can hold L humanoids. Okay, LB so this is an this is an important distinction. Your level is actually you can gain levels um, oh. at, on each run, but your level resets to one at the end of each or at the beginning of each ah. run. So your level is actually different from your generation. You have never actually had level two characters. Um, you oh. have always had uh, level level, level one. one characters, but you are advancing with your generational abilities. No ah. problem, Clarabelle. How'd you like to go over there on the platform? <laughs> Sure thing, boss. All right, so you can hover Clarabelle around the room uh, to to give it a good old once over. Um, I need to check on something quickly. I apologize. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We can talk okay. in character. Meanwhile, where'd you learn to do that cool platform trick, Crank Four? <laughs> I didn't. My grandmother did. Ah, cool, cool, cool. I get a lot of my stuff from my ancestors, too. Gives me an unfair yep. advantage over other people who haven't inherited wealth. They're <laughs> ours now! Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so as Clarabelle looks around, you can, yeah, get a little bit more uh, information. Near the equator of each of the clay spaces, um, there's a small hole uh, in the clay that constantly burbles warm water. Um, so water is just sort of like kind of pooling around it and like just sinking into the mud essentially. Um, uh, and near the, the North pole, uh, of the globe. So like directly above the, the pillar in the middle, uh, are small holes in the clay that, uh, that appear to be burbling water as well. Uh, and if you hover all the way up there, you can see that they're burbling cold water. Um, yeah. So that's, that is what you're finding there. Uh, the pedestal is, as I described it, it has some writing on it that you cannot read as of yet. Uh, but if you want to spend some time, you can probably figure out how to read it. Mm -hmm. um, as you're doing that investigation, for which I assume Crankor is, uh, is uh, concentrating on keeping Clarabelle... Um, levitated uh, out of the uh a door on the other side of the room uh come some more fish people uh there are uh eight of them in fact uh who kind of come up to the doorway and uh and huddle around it a little bit and look quite surprised to see you there uh doing doing your thing oh Shit! Hey, and uh, and and Flan starts making just large, ingratiating, positive gestures. <laughs> wow! It's a more merrier, guys. Come on in. It's good. We're having a fun. What a place you got! It's crazy. Greetings oh. and welcome, friends. Uh, denizens, I assume, of the Moist Queen's Palace. <laughs> Okay, so the 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 fish people are um, they're gonna talk amongst themselves for a minute, but yeah, then they are gonna start um, moving into the room. Uh, they are giving uh, they they don't seem to be like they're they're very concerned with what you're doing up there. 
Um, and so they, they sort of move towards the center of the room, and uh, suddenly one of the bowls opens, and a fish person disappears down into the hole. And the, the, um, the hole closes, and the fish people are extremely confused. <laughs> they look up at you like... And they, they start, they're starting to, like, again, look a little bit skittish and move around the room. Let me yeah. know if you want to interrupt this, what I'm doing, by the way. You can interrupt it anytime. They're starting to, like, get a little bit like, oh, my gosh, what what happened? And, you know, like, one of them, one of them sort of, or they're spreading out a little bit through the room. And one of them takes a step backwards and it the bull opens up and he falls inside. Um, and uh, so the other ones now are, are really freaked out. dead, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Clarabelle's just eyeing their patterns as best as she can from above as a very mm -hmm. good vantage point to try and okay. like suss out and scry what's happening. Okay, I'm well, comforted well, to know that the fish people also don't know how this place works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that you're able to notice as you um, as you uh, examine the pattern of these things um, is that the um only the uh only the black squares appear to be opening um so the the white ones seem like they will offload their water into other places as they fill up um they sort of like tip a little bit and they tip into one of the black squares next to them and that leads to some of the sort of randomness in the pattern it's diff very difficult to predict because if a white square near a black square is full it could tip all of its water into the black square and then the black square will open up and um, down the down the the trapdoor will open, but you can definitely tell that the white squares are uh, are safe zones. Um, so you can pretty effectively move through them. You've just got to move slowly to sort of like go diagonally from square to square uh, yeah. with nice with nice big steps. Fish have not figured this out, but they have figured out that the squares are scary. So um, we now have six fish left. Um, three of them are. Uh, hanging out in the hallway uh, where they came through and three of them are doing their best to sort of grab onto the central pillar and uh, and hold onto it uh, to stop themselves from uh, having to be on top of the the scary the scary floor yeah. um, and they are continuing to talk and panic at each other and continuing to to talk in an exasperated and scared way at you um like how are you how are like, what, what are you doing uh help uh you know other other such things that they could be saying you're not totally sure crank four bring me down <laughs> ah <laughs> that should release the gas that will bring you down slowly i must specify and not just turn off the platform okay good good to know good to know <laughs> Okay, so you bring uh, you bring Clarabel down, uh, and uh, the fish are actually this time kind of interested in communicating. It seems, uh, but not doing a very good job of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, sh should we save them so that they help us? I don't see why not. They seem much friendlier than our ancestors seem to have indicated. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should show good faith by not killing them on sight like our family did. Um, we, I don't know. So, so some are in the the doorway, and and other three are in the doorway, and 
three, three more are in just... the center of the room. I'm assuming that you are generally in the opposite doorway uh, from where they are right now um, because it, it is a safe zone and haven't been wandering out across the pools. Though now that you know that they are uh, sort of how the trap works, um, it is certainly safer for you to do so. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well then, in that case, um, Flan is going to, because because she has a very high dex, she's going to step very uh, gingerly, at making sure to keep in the white water uh, and, and observing the pattern of the checkerboard and trying to corral with nice big safe movements um, uh, the, the fish to, to the, the non-black uh, bowls and get them to a safe place on the checkerboard. Okay, yeah. the fish are not... Go ahead. You have a rope, don't you, Flan? I do. I have a grappling hook. Mm. Um, yeah, so the fish are going to... Um, they're, they're hesitant to move onto the checkerboard at all at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one of them that is definitely the leader, and you can kind of tell that it's the leader because it is, um, it's brandishing a spell pearl. Um, and it is... Ooh. Uh, it, it, it's just got its, I'm not saying that it's like, uh, th doing so in a threatening way, but it's like, it's, you know, it's got it as it's precious and it's going, it seems to be the one who's calling the shots. Maybe it's the smartest fish. Um, sure. All right. Uh, uh, I'm very interested in that pedestal in the middle personally, but if we need to learn from some fish what to do here, this might be a good time to try some impromptu conversations. Yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> um, Just a lot of like movement to squares, yeah. basically. Oh okay. no, no. So <laughs> Okay. So what are you was... what are you trying, Crankor? I'm just going to attempt to... we're gonna start from scratch. Hello! <laughs> Crank four! It rolls its fishy eyes at you. Flan Clarabel. Close enough. That's far out, man. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> this is an air bladder. We use it to float. Um, I'm gonna say, Clarabelle, if you want to try and like sort of figure out what these, what the fish are talking about. Uh, yeah, this is. She's just like examining everything and trying to get like, what is the in their language? What is nouns in their language? Okay, you're slowly starting to get a picture of what is going on with these fish. Yeah. Um. So after talking to them for a little while, um, the story that you get is basically this. Um, there is a treasure in this room. The fish know. Um, the fish captured and ate some other creature at some point generations ago that 
uh, knew that there was a treasure in this room. And so the fish know that there's a treasure in this room. And so once every 20 years, uh, some fish get sent into this room to try and find the treasure. And they always all die. Um, because they cannot figure it they, they cannot figure it out so they know that there is supposed to be a treasure in here uh but they uh so they are on their quest to attempt to find the treasure and they assume that you are trying to find the treasure as well crank crank four you like your uh spell pearls do you want to get the treasure clearly in the middle of the room and give it to them in exchange for the spell pearl. Hey, can you communicate that well enough to them so that they know what we're actually doing? And B, why don't we just give them the treasure in exchange for them telling their families for generations that we and our families are really, really great. That sounds good. I like that. I mean, if that's all you want from this, sure. And uh, Clarabelle will try to pantomime and use a couple of the words to like, point at the treasure clearly there. Point at them. Okay, so they're, they're confused. Um, so uh, I'm just going to switch to to the you understand the fish people mode. You... Okay. You know how to get treasure? Where treasure? You know how? Just pointing directly at it and then pointing at the squares and how to get treasure? Many generations have seen treasure, or no generation has seen treasure. Some get wand, but none see treasure. Oh, because okay. the, they're like they're huddled around the pedestal. One one of them can even pick up the can pick up the the wand as it called it, um, and hold it. It's not treasure. Weird. Do you know what the pedestal says around the wand? No, but oh. memories have told. Pedestal say. Do, do, do. Apologies. Uh, We're sorry. This room is out of service. <laughs> <laughs> An idea that that well, while while they're they're trying to decipher the pedestal, um, uh, Flan leans over and says, "What if the what if this is a whole culture that has like a completely different value system? What if their treasure is those weird bubbling clay things on the ceiling?" Maybe there's something gross in there that fish people like. <laughs> Good God, that's hard for me to eternalize, but you just might be right. Something that is disgusting to me could in fact be something <laughs> wondrous to these fish people. Yeah. Birds say, hot too cold, whole cold too hot. Never stop, never stop. If do... We all drop. Hot to cold, so hot don't... to cold, never stop, never stop. There was cold bubbling water uh, at these 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 clay things. If I was, if I wrote wrote, wrote that down correctly, there was some, something with. 
if there's something yeah so in that. there's there's cold bubbling water at the north pole okay um mm-hmm. and then there's uh hot uh hot water coming out of the center of each of the ocean bits um of the of the map which are essentially like big mud mud puddle things mm-hmm. yeah so we have to cycle hot to cold and then cold to hot and keep the cycle going and if it's interrupted then the floor opens perhaps that's my interpretation of it yeah woof does the wand do anything the the fish waves it around it does this does that change anything in the room it whacks one of the other fish on the head it does this it looks at it in a way that you're like wondering if it's going to poke it in its eye maybe i'll take that away from it um i could you get treasure you don't know treasure. I could learn what the wand does if we rest a while. That is one of my abilities. Do do we want to like rescue the people and rest in the adjacent Absolutely. hallway? Sure. That okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you you leave the fish. They're like they have become trusting of you, trusting enough of you to um, be willing to uh, follow you from uh, from White Square to White Square to get uh, to where you want to be. Uh, where are you taking them to? Uh, out of friendliness towards the group of them that were at their door um, to reunite them. Would that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go deeper rather than go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds so good. you take them back to that doorway, um, and uh, you are gonna spend some time uh, trying to figure out if the the stick that they call the wand has any magical properties. Um, this you... this is my most recent um, ability that I unlocked. I can spend mm-hmm. a rest to study the treasure and use my kit, which I have because I'm an academic to ingest sand of the past users. And in doing so, I gain 1,000 experience points. I learn mm-hmm. the effects of the item, and I learn some of the history of the item. Um, okay, so you... Um... Interesting. Um, so uh, you you start to use this ability um, and you realize pretty quickly that this is not a magical treasure uh, and it doesn't bear um, any sort of interesting uh, memories from its past users. It actually is literally just the stylus. Oh, nice. Hmm. It's the thing that wrote down the inscription maybe. Or could be used on the, the, the map. Uh, to, yes. To, yes. Um, absolutely. That we need to draw channels from the uh, f- from the hot to wherever we need to mix things. 
And if the if if the uh, if if the continents are just or sorry if the oceans are just uh, bubbling clay, we can if we can draw lines in the clay enough that the the water from the the bubbling can follow the channel down to wherever we need to mix or wherever we want it to mix. Uh, hopefully that will work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shot. Uh, how are you going to get up around the like tops top of this room now? Uh, at this point. So it's a very good question because that hover charm is not going to work anymore. Uh, well, Unless... we did a rest. Sorry. No, you're you're right. We did take a rest. Rest. Um, so yes. So if you're gonna if you're gonna actually, I gave that one to you as a freebie because like you didn't need to take a full rest to discover oh, okay. the magical properties of it. It's ah, just like okay. uh, it's, it's actually not magical. It's okay. not a a treasure in that sense. Um, but. Uh, if you want to take a rest uh, to to recharge, um, you can do that. That do just means that to, you or... run the chance of uh, having an encounter as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, is there is there anything in the uh, in the map room that looks like I could toss my grappling hook up there? Um... Hmm. Um, probably not. Um, okay. But you know, if if I want to say that if one of you stood on top of the pedestal and another person stood on that person's shoulders um, and you used a spear, you could probably like reach the the edges of the room uh, that are uh, inaccessible by using a spear or something from the ground. And the stylus we have definitely established is non-magical and therefore is not essential to the drawing surface. Uh, Surface or process? Ah, groovy. Okay. Any uh, either is I have a just got this dagger thing. Does anybody have a spear or something? Or, or maybe the stylus is long enough to to do it on its own. I don't know. Stylus is like this long. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna need something. We uh, should use a spear if any of us have it. I unfortunately equipped myself with an echo before this particular adventure, which is going to be a little less than useful. We can, can ask one of them for Ian for the um, for the viewing audience. That's a very good point. I believe it's something that looks like a boomerang, but I may be incorrect. I think if I'm remembering it correctly, uh, it is the logo for the Eastern Kentucky University basketball team. <laughs> uh, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't believe that's actually correct. Um, the Eku... <laughs> Yeah, the echo oh, wow. is a um, uh, a item that is unique to the um, the setting uh, or this setting. Yeah, I'm actually not sure if it is unique to the setting, thing. but it is definitely associated with the setting. And I'm trying to find the description of it. Um, oh wow! It looks like it's uh, like like an orb type thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's basically it's, by, yeah. Yeah, that's basically basically it. It's like a big oar-shaped um, sort of sword spear thing, um, but uh, looks looks not unlike a shovel. Uh, <laughs> I think that this sailor has an echo. Um, in yeah, this that's that's a, illustration that was the picture here. I was looking at there. Yeah. Huh. Nice. That seems pretty long. The sort of spear Weird. length. And yeah. also, uh, yeah, that that okay. You know what? That's gonna do it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the 
the blade part of the Eku feels like it would be a very imprecise drawing tool. Uh, so, you know, be that on your head. Um, also, it's quite heavy. Like the blade part is definitely the heavy part of the Eku. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you've got one person standing on another person's shoulders on top of a, a pedestal, that could make it uh, make the weight pretty difficult. Um, I would say that any attempt to draw with this at a distance of like whatever, 10 feet or, or whatnot is going to suffer some, some pretty, uh, rough disadvantage. Uh, and if you, uh, were to maybe not do a very good job of it, you might topple, uh, now, and find yourself. Of, if instead of trying to draw a special, uh, picture i was just looking to create a channel say mm -hmm. from a from a slash uh, from yep. one area to another would that be uh slightly more advantageous i, I don't think so i still think that you're okay. kind of using it's it's like if you took a shovel if you can imagine like a metal shovel um and you pick it up by the very end of its handle and try and do more or less anything with it i think you'll find mechanical advantage is not in your favor um so I just remembered something, friends. What? We're really bad at standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's how my, my, my most recent ancestor died. However, I do remember that they noted that fish people are extremely good at standing on each other's shoulders, such that they can even operate long pole-like <laughs> objects. Oh, wow. What an insight. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Hey, fish guys, fish, Clarabo, get the fish guys together. Yes. What you want? If you want the treasure, we want to help you get the treasure. You're going to have to stand on top of each other on the pedestal in the middle of the room and use your spear to draw from the center of the brown blob up to the top of the room and then back down to another center of another brown blob. And I kind of like pantomime around the room, like from there to there to there. And I think we want to do a full circuit, right? I think so. From the hot spot to the cold spot and then back again. This seems like a bad idea. <laughs> it's all we got, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to look. I'm looking to find out why. We should also, get a ladder. You That's have a, a much ladder idea. <laughs> please do. Please do. We can. Well, we can go back to the village, and we will get ladders there. Great. Thank you. Great. Should we come with you? Oh. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, looking at your weapons and stuff. Yeah. They want you to come with them. Um, all right. Well, we'll take you into the next room. The room all they right. came from. Do, do, do. It's the fish camp, right? Uh, no. This no. is uh, this is a different room. Uh, this is a room that uh, you remember, again, from previous previous delves it's um, the tube. there is uh there are a bunch of uh sheets of seaweed hanging down in orderly lines 
uh, from a lot of different different spots. Uh, and moving among them are three big hermit crabs uh, oh. that are you know moving along sideways and and uh, occasionally picking up a slug uh, from on top from uh, from among the seaweed and looking at it uh, and then putting it back, just uh, just checking on things. Marvelous. Hey. I've always wondered what they're doing with this seaweed. We're making slugs. They make slugs. Lots of slugs. And they sell slugs for sand. Ah! I have. This um, is a shop. Do any of us have sand? I have sand. My mother got a handful of fish sand from uh, the last time she came down here and nearly died. <laughs> I have it in a little pouch. Look, it's grody. <laughs> Can we buy a slug? I, I want to figure out what one of these slugs does. Uh, well, the, the crabs are certainly interested in talking to you. The, uh, the fish are trying to like pull you into uh, down to the south toward another room. Um, but the, uh, the, certainly a, a crab is interested in coming up and clicking at you and, and whatnot and, and taking that, taking a slug off the seaweed and showing you, uh, it's, uh, it's various features. It is a sky blue slug with dark blue stripes. Uh, the, the crab uses its pincer to, to pat it a little bit and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, mimes like putting it, putting it into its mouth and then closes its eyes and and goes down toward the ground um and uh and uh, uh and you know gestures and clicks and and holds out a holds out a pincer mm -hmm. well then i uh, uh flan is going to go hey 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 fish people did, are you picking up what this crab man is putting down um is this what what's this slug maybe puts people to sleep am i am i getting that right Maybe slug is scary. Makes people makes people close eyes and 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 cower. Oh, cool! I quite like that. Yes, good deal. And I, I hand my I, a little tiny little bag of sand to the crab person. And, uh, and... The crab. So the the crab person uh, takes the sand on its pincer and uh, and it sort of weighs it and then it it passes it back to you. Um, and it's it's sort of like. <laughs> And then kind of like, you know, it's got the slug back on the seaweed and it's kind of like gesturing to you. Um, so as this bartering is taking place, um, some more fish people uh, burst in the um, the west exit, the one again opposite that you the one that you just came in um, and seeing like, I don't know, we, we can say that there's like a crab sort of close to the middle, a crab close to the the north part of the room and then maybe like one in the, the, the Southwest, they basically, uh, the, the, one of the fish, um, it has uh, a spell pearl and the pearl is glowing and the, 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 it, it, uh, as it comes through the door, it's like, and doing some like very fancy fish person stuff that, uh, Clarabelle, you don't actually understand because it's magic stuff that is being done magic words similar to what crank or might use crank four might mm. use um and uh uh 
why don't we why don't we do a quick initiative roll to uh, to see the order that, that uh, things things break down in? Who's uh, I think uh, I can't remember. Claire Bolg, you go ahead. Sure. Five. Five. Okay. Um, so you go first. Uh, there's uh, there. So there's a group of eight fish bursting into one of the other exits of the room and uh, casting some sort of spell. Do, do we want to just run off with the other fish where they were headed instead of fighting? We should follow the fish that we're with, I think. Okay. That's, I, my, that's my opinion. So we should abscond from this situation? I'd rather okay. do that than fight right now. But yeah. Andy, any? I'm down with that. I say to the crab man, "Too rich for my blood." See you next <laughs> lifetime, and then, and then head out with you guys. All right. So as you're as you're starting to move out, um, the the spell goes off, and uh, it uh, basically creates a big wall of ice that cuts the crabs off from about a third of the room. Um, and the crabs are starting to like are getting pretty freaked out by this. They're clicking and and uh, and moving around and whatnot. It looks like there's some some area near the top of the ice wall uh, that is actually still open. So if you like wanted to scale it, you probably could. Um, but uh, but yeah, they create this big ice wall that cuts the crabs off from a significant amount of the seaweed on again in like a third of the room around the door. Um, and uh, the fish that you are with are quite happy to take you south into the next room. Hmm. The crabs are freaking out though. They are they're uh, all running up to the wall and they're starting to like try and hit the wall and break it down and and uh, 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 squash the the daring heist that is taking place. Um, it seems like the internal politics of this particular uh, I want to say. Palace are much more complicated than any of our ancestors <laughs> gave thought to. Yeah. Personally, uh, I go ahead. No, no, <laughs> sorry, you go, go ahead. ahead. Voice in my head. No, no, you go <laughs> ahead, please. Personally, I think we might be better off allying ourselves with the fish people, given that we have, well, our people have run into them a lot more often in the past and in much more hostile ways. Uh, <laughs> we can we can gain the crab's trust simply by bartering with them fairly and regularly. Agreed. Agreed. We got to make things right with these fish folks. We got to help their treasure, I feel like, anyway. It just seems right to me. So you don't want me to swipe one of the slugs while they're distracted? Uh, well, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Out loud, I'd like you not to, but I can't control what you do on the inside. <laughs> I, I think we'll let this one slide. Well, we'll see what happens in the next room first. Given their viscosity, letting it slide's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the next room uh, that the fish are going to take you through is a... Um, uh, so there's it, it's a kind of an odd thing there's a ship in it that is suspended uh between the ceiling and the floor with the bow in the floor and the stern in the ceiling um also in this room uh is a fire um but not inside the ship uh it's just sort of uh, on the floor next to the ship uh and sitting next to it is uh, another hermit crab uh and as it sees you it seems to get very excited it it 
clicks and uh, and is uh, shows shows great interest and beckons you to come over and sit down by the fire with it. This seller seller likes to uh, sell things. We we keep going. Oh, can we make a small pit stop though? Like just for a little bit, can we talk to this cool crab friend and maybe buy something off him, and then maybe look around the room for a bit more? Do you have time? Are you in a schedule? Is this convenient? We we get ladder. Okay. What if? Ooh, what if you will wait here, and then you get the ladder, and we'll just wait out for you here. We'll talk to this cool crab buddy for a bit. We'll wait for you. We won't go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, go down for that. Excellent. Well, uh, happy trails, fish friends. Uh, and they keep going south. All right, good to know. Uh, that is the only other exit from this room. Okay. Uh, so, so the crab is anxious to have you come sit down at the at the fire, um, and it is going to reach into. Uh, it's got a it's got a little bit of a bag uh, with it, and it's going to reach in there and uh, it's going to pull some some stuff out. Um, it's got, uh, it, it pulls out some, some dried fish, some, uh, some, some salty dried fish, um, that looks like, you know, something that, that land people might want to eat. Um, and, uh, it, uh, oh, it has, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of rolled up pieces of kelp, like sort of flat uh, flat seaweed that that have been rolled up, and it uh, it's like, uh, and it's like trying to gesture something, but it seems like very abstract. Um, are these like scrolls? That's my interpretation. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a sales. It's quite the sales crab. So it will like actually like put one down and like use its the sides of its pincers to like. Uh, unroll one so that you can see Ooh. that it is in fact covered with magical text um and can i uh, see what any of these scrolls are uh are, are, are for did i don't recall if if um if the if an academic can just know or if they if it requires some time to to figure it out uh, um academic needs to take a rest to learn what a slugger scroll does Okay, well, the the crab uh, will gesture to you that um, uh, um, it 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 gestures to you. It shows like for one of them, um, its pincers go like. Hmm. And for the other one, uh, it is. Uh, it. It uh, it takes a um, uh, one of the or it takes a, it takes a stick and like pushes one of the rocks from the fire uh, around a little bit. Um, so one of them might be pulling stuff together, and the other one might be, I don't know, fireball. <laughs> I, I'm also thinking one of them might be a bind. One of them might be a one of them might be bind. One of them might be push things at a remote distance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. I okay. If if I may motion at the crab, I say I point at the scroll which he uh, gestured to the and, and worked with the fire with, and I 
I don't know, I, I look at a, uh, a, I try to find a rock that is cold on the ground and push that with my own finger and say, hmm? uh, it, it like, it does some, it does some like clicking and, and uh, gesturing, but it doesn't seem to be like, you know, the kind of aggressive or sudden clicking or gesturing that might indicate no. Mm. Okay. It's like a yeah, sure kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Academic. Yeah. That's, that seems like that might be it. Yeah. So that feels like that might just be a, a, a psychokinesis. I don't know if this is a, if this is any uh, if this is what we want from this room. Hmm. Uh, it, I, I, I like to point at the, at the ship. Uh, it, it's sort of like it shrugs and pointed it pointed what it's giving. Point at the ship? Question mark. <laughs> Okay. It seems the ship may remain unmolested. <laughs> Our treasure may yet be inside. Excellent. Does anyone want anything from this particular crab friend? Not for You're me. You're the scroll guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm all right. I, I could totally let, give you some some sand. You can get me back later. Uh, I'll show you. him with the sand I've got and uh, ask. It it seems to be such a. Uh, the, 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 um, pardon me. It, it again, like it sort of has the same reaction the other crab did. It's like, uh, this does not seem to be heavy enough. And then it like, it like pulls out a, a larger bag of sand from its own bag and is like, mm. oh, uh, conversion rates got us again. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I make a uh, sad face. It's close to a sad crab face as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so oh, actually, so, no, yeah. no, sorry, wait, wait, before I do that, mm. I will actually, uh, Flan, do you mind actually if I use your sand as a bartering ship? Oh, please do. And I hand it over, uh, quite nicely. And I'll counter offer. Uh, it's, it still seems to be unimpressed by the size of the sandbag. Okay. Well, it can go pound sand. <laughs> uh, but uh, right. The crab is happy to let you just hang out. Um, it's you know it's got its little camp, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's cool. that is that is that. Um, right. Let's try to get in this ship and get the treasure inside. Let's do it upright. I'm sort of looking at the time, and I'm like, yeah, there's we, we don't have a lot of time left, so you know if you want to do the ship, you should do the ship. Um, ship. Yeah, you can climb up. Uh, you can climb up inside the the ship. Um, and uh, this ship does not have a treasure box in it. Uh, I apologize. Huh. Um, uh, it does have a uh, uh, body at the bottom of it. There is a, um, uh, a body upside down inside the ship. Uh, it looks like it might be uh, dressed in in sailing uh, it's this this sort of sailing outfit, the outfit of a sailor. You can tell it's a sailor by the eku, but you can't because the sailor does not have an eku, uh, or this particular <laughs> sailor does not have an eku. But it is it is someone who is dressed in sailing clothes, um, and uh, uh, is just sort of flopped down at the at the, I guess the near the prow of the of the under part of the ship. You know what happens next. But there's no sand. It's been, it's been, it's already been uh, desanded. I'm afraid. Oh, but we should totally loot this dead body. We should shake a skull above my mouth, trying to get sand of it. 
Ew. <laughs> Good to um, the last is, drop. Yeah, the ship is. Um, there's like all sorts of like other random um, detritus and 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 uh, barrels and and other rubble and whatnot that are that's mm-hmm. in the bottom of the ship or the the front of the ship. It's all sort of like collected there, but the body is sort of sitting prominently on top. Um, so you can also like dig around in it if you want to. Yeah. Um, the uh, you can loot the body for sure. Um, the sailor has a fishing rod, um, that uh, and and some tackle. So in theory, if you were to want to try and catch some of the fish that you see swimming through the little channels and whatnot over the over the time that you're resting, um, someone can take that fishing rod. Um, it also has uh, a pouch with a couple of jars in it, and each of the jars contains a slug. Um, one of them is green with black stripes, and one of them is violet with red serrata. I think I will take both of the slugs. There's two. Yep. And green. All right. And I will examine those later. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ditch one of my rations for the fishing kit. Okay. You're going to teach yourself how to fish? I'll eat forever! (laughs) (laughs) Marvelous. Is there anything Um, else uh, digging around in here? Just sort of pawing through, just lifting up the corpse indelicately and rifling underneath it? So, so do you want to take like a full turn to actually search or do you want to, is this just like a cursory, I'm looking, I'm kicking some stuff around and seeing if I, if I spot anything. Uh, We got to wait for these fish people. I feel like taking the turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you don't actually find anything um, in terms of like treasure or gear or anything uh, in the, in the bottom of the ship. There's some, uh, some like old disused cannonballs uh, in uh, like odd shapes. There's some bits of metal that might be salvageable and whatnot. Um, You do find a, a giant clam shell uh, that is stuck like inside the ship at like just kind of stuck to the side. It's like, I don't know. It's a big clamshell, like, you know, like a couple feet across. Um, so you do find that you also find what, uh, appears to be, uh, a trap door in the ground. So not, um, not in the ship, but like where the ship is sunken into the floor, there is a trap door in the floor. Good to know. I mean, the 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 deep queen was supposed to be downwards in some capacity. Maybe this would be a good way to the next level of this place. It would be irresponsible of us to leave that door unopened. <laughs> um, meanwhile, outside the ship, you hear uh, there's a commotion of some sort going on, but you are inside the ship, so you can't really hear hear exactly what. There's uh, some loud screeching that sounds almost simian. Um, uh, uh, some some sort of monkey noises, um, and and you hear uh, definitely some some like something's going on, and then like there's a big like something something slams into the side. I should have something slams into the side of the boat um and uh and, and everything shakes and and uh, moves around a little bit um you hear some some clicking it sounds like the crab is moving around a little bit um something's going on out there doesn't sound like something we want to be part of well it sounds dangerous we should, should take we a just, peek, though 
Yeah. We who's, should yeah, at least take a peek. Who's the sneakiest person here? I'm sneaky. I have a dex of five. Uh, bonus five. You sneak. are absolutely the sneakiest person alive right now. <laughs> can I do a sneak, okay. uh, Game Master? Yeah, absolutely. You can make a dexterity dexterity check to uh, to sneak uh, as you like climb back up and take a peek out of the you know whatever part of the boat is is open at the top. The other two of you going to do anything? Well, Flan is sneaking up. Examine the door to make sure we can open it. Yeah, it looks like you can probably open it. Okay. I mean, it's it's movable. Uh, it's it's made of it's made of stone. It's hinged. Um, it does look like it's part of the the temple itself. The you know construction of the temple. And I rolled a fifteen with five bonus. All right. Dirty twenty. That's pretty good. Um. So. What you're seeing as you peer out, um, you see uh, these monkey slugs that you seem to recall uh, hearing something about uh, at some point from some distant ancestor. Uh, and they are flinging uh, spikes out of their bodies uh, at this giant eel snake thing uh, that is attacking them. Um, and as you watch, the eel snake thing lunges and grabs one of them in its mouth and like ingests it right down its throat and then like starts looking around hungrily for the next target but it doesn't seem to have noticed you yet cool good it does it look um does it does it have a lot of scarring like decades worth of battle <laughs> scarring <laughs> that is this the same eel does it have yeah it has like one big slash in the side of it that looks like it, it took some serious it, it suffered some serious harm uh from some some great grievous blow uh some some 40 60 years in the past oh we will eventually avenge crankor one i don't know if now's the time though and i suppose i i sneak back and i report to my friends there's giant giant snake bad person out there that killed uh, Crankor's great grandfather. <laughs> this there. is no time to be worrying about cita Caucasian cetaceans. <laughs> we need to find out what's on the other side of this doorway. Okay. Uh, so, what's on the other side of the doorway is a chimney with a ladder going down. Let's go. That's what right. I think. Yep. <laughs> All right. You climb down the ladder. Uh, and that is going to take you to the next level. Um, but first, uh, you are going to each gain uh, one, two, three, four, six hundred experience points um, as you head down to uh, to the next level. So you need a thousand experience points to gain a level. Uh, so you are not um, you're not leveling up at this point, but uh, you have gained XP. All right, um, lovely. And, uh, yeah, you, you have found, it seems a passageway down to the next level of the dungeon. Very cool. Which seems like a good place to, uh, to leave things. Cause I guess we were actually supposed to leave things a little earlier so that we could do all the sign off stuff. So, uh, now seems like a good time to wrap it up and do that sign off stuff. Uh, and, uh, see all of you, uh, for some more gaming, hopefully next week.